0: Shh. <laughs>
1: Welcome back, everyone. It is episode 87 of Thirst and Goal. I'm here. My name is Franny. Across the table for me is Ben. And like you mentioned just now, Ben, it is a cooler evening tonight. Finally, it's, I know. So it's a little more comfortable for us to be out here. It's not 95 degrees. It's about 75 degrees and it feels so good. Finally, yes. it's cooling mean, off just a little bit.
0: We're coming up on September. Finally, although it feels like it's April.
1: Two weeks uh, away. Yeah. From, from the football. NFL. Yes. And I could not be more excited. Are you excited? Oh, man. I mean, it seems like it's been ages since I watched the last football game. It's been so long, especially this year. This year has been terrible. I just want to get back to some football. I want to get back to some sports. Finally, where I can sit back and relax on a Sunday or a Monday night and watch some games. I'm excited, Ben. Yeah, it's just bad news after bad I news. Know. Like, okay, we're gonna get college football. Nope. Okay, we're gonna. Get- <laughs> I think there was a game tonight. I think there was a game tonight. It was like some sort of a kickoff yeah, game. two, ca- two conferences
0: are <laughs> playing. I think.
1: Is that yeah? yeah. yeah. But I, I didn't really watch any of the football. Uh, but Ben, me, and you have been uh, pre gaming before the show. We usually have a few drinks before we get started. And what are you drinking tonight, Ben? I am drinking a little bit of
0: the Citadel. Gin de France. It's a wonderful gin from the south of France, full of botanicals, full of juniper, full of summer. This is a gin that I can't recommend enough for the summer. Uh, throw a little lime in there. Throw a little rosemary in there. Maybe even a dash of a gin mixer. They have a nice gin additive you can buy. Uh, but this has been really,
1: really good, and I'm about oh, wow. three quarters of the way
0: through that bottle. That's a yeah, really, you've, really you've been nice bottle. You through
1: that one pretty quickly, yeah, Ben. exactly. And uh, I've been drinking uh, – well, actually, I just polished off the bottle of the Basil Hayden's Dark Rye. That one is done. We created a little bit more room for for the stash that we have building uh, over here. And then I started drinking or uh, uh, poured in some of the Knob Creek rye, which is also almost at the end. A little bit of the Knob Creek, a little bit of Basil Hayden's with some Coke. And now, actually, I switched over to some of the club soda. I don't want to have too much sugar, Ben. You know how I feel about my figure. Oh,
0: Lord in heaven. (laughs) And how well, was look how
1: you- talking, look just <laughs> talking. Yeah, you I never got- drink Coke. That's it's true. always tonic for you. I just don't like too much sugar. Uh, it gives you a little bit of a headache in the morning. That's, That's true. For and sure. you can never have too much quinine in your diet. Yeah. <laughs> uh, how was your week this week? Uh, it was a good week, Ben. It was a good week. You know, it actually flew by. Um you know, no, no uh, issues to speak of. It was actually a very easy, very pleasant week at work this week. What about you, Ben? Uh,
0: same. I mean, it was actually
1: a pretty, pretty reasonable week. Other than the heat, it was a little bit hot earlier
0: in the week. We finally cooled down here at the end of the week. But I will say that it wasn't as long a week as I had had in the you know the past or previous few weeks. So I'm looking forward to hopefully a nice, you know, not relaxing week, but a, a week without too many fires to put out. Next week, uh, so we are going to take you on a ride through the football world as well as uh, do a little bit of drink tasting. Uh, there's a lot going on that is rather unpleasant uh, in the world and in the country. So, we are going to avoid all of that and take you on a fun, <laughs> fun
1: ride through the NFL. Friday, what's on the agenda tonight? What are we going to talk about? Uh, well, Ben, on the big board, we have our NFL news as usual. We also have our new, a uh, shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there. We have our tag team news, our thirst and goal news. We have another feel good story from Ben. He always happens to find these feel good stories week after week week. We also have our shot of the week, which we currently don't have a name for, Ben. We have to come up with a name before we actually throw back these shots. And what's in that shot? Friday? Uh, tonight it's a little bit of grenadine, a little bit of Sambuca and a little bit of whiskey. So it's a nice, uh, uh, stacked shot. It's red, clear and brown right on the top. That's it's quite a melange layered. of flavors. It's actually, there. it's a beautiful looking shot. You have, and you can sweet, find those. You have
0: licorice and you yeah. have
1: whiskey <laughs> on top. That's an interesting yeah. melange, interesting creation there. Yeah, yeah, yeah. No, no Cholula hot sauce for you no. tonight, Ben. No tahini. I know how much you love that on the rim or in the shot itself, but not tonight. We had to switch it up just a little bit. Uh, we also have our beverage of the week, which is another offering from Balcones Band. It is the Balcones Brimstone. I'm so excited to try this one. Every offering so far from Balcones oh, yeah. has been excellent. Whatever they do, it's magical. Yeah, it is great. Um, it is definitely. I mean, you know, I didn't. I didn't hear about this distillery until maybe I don't know a few months ago when we first started sampling uh drinks from uh from Balcones but everything that we've had so far has been great uh so I'm expecting this one to be just as good and we also have our beer of the night which is from actually BJ's you know I didn't realize it it's a restaurant brewery um and I'm not sure are they are they prevalent in the, I mean is it okay so it's mostly like a west coast, thing. west coast Texas uh I
0: think probably West of the Mississippi. I mean, there may be some on the East Coast now. Yeah. So please, folks, if you live on the East Coast and you have a BJ's, I haven't been back there in quite some time. Uh, but I think it's primarily on the West Coast, sort of Texas West.
1: Yeah. Okay. I mean, it's, I mean, they make some good beers oh, and, for sure. and 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 i didn't realize that it was from bj's until i got to the checkout counter and i see bj's until i'm like i don't know should i get this one i was about to walk back and grab something else but the reason i did grab it was because the can that it comes in i just love the graphics on it it's I thought super was pretty cool. cool and uh you know hopefully we enjoy that i believe it's an ipa and uh, we also have our housekeeping to finish up the night ben
0: all right friendly. what's first up on the big board first up on the big board ben NFL news. Oh, every single week. We're only two weeks away from the NFL season, and still there are happenings going on through training camp already, and mean, through even, padded practice. It doesn't even feel like it's September. No, I mean, the I first mean, game's going to come, and I'm going to be like, oh, do August know? 29th already, man. Yeah. I can't believe it. I mean, it's just the time is just flying by. I know. Uh, and it's almost the end of summer. It feels like there was no summer. Yeah. Uh, it just feels like, you know, we didn't do anything. We didn't go on a vacation. We didn't leave the, the state, let alone the
1: country. We've been podcasting. We've been podcasting. Yeah, this is, uh, this, this is we our take vacation. About, about two weeks off in this the summer. Is, this is our fun. Yeah, exactly. Right here when we get together and talk to each other and talk to all of you out there, drink and just have a good time. And I hope everybody that's out there listening crack open your favorite drink whether it be scotch or beer or whatever you drink, crack it open and listen to us banter on about sports. Absolutely. Uh, first up, Earl Thomas's act gets old fast again.
0: The Baltimore Ravens are abruptly parting ways with seven-time Pro Bowl safety Earl Thomas just two days after an on-field altercation with teammate Chuck Clark. The Ravens announced they had terminated Thomas's contract for personnel, personal conduct that has adversely affected the team. The Ravens are expected to try to void—oh, this will be fun— to void his $10 million guaranteed salary this season, and it is expected that the safety will file a grievance, and he already has. Thomas, 31 years old, was sent home this past Friday and has not returned to the Ravens facility since his on-field altercation with Clark. This was the second fiery exchange. DeFroni talked about it last week uh, with, a t- with a teammate for Thomas who confronted nose tackle Brandon Williams after a loss to Cleveland 11 months ago. Thomas also missed or was late to several meetings throughout his 17 months in Baltimore. Uh, the Dallas Cowboys, so far, even though they say they're not interested, are one of the leading contenders to sign Thomas. Uh, the Ravens wanted to split from Thomas so badly that they are willing to take a major financial hit and move forward without a proven replacement for him. They will take a $15 million salary cap hit for releasing him unless they are able to avoid the $10 million guaranteed salary this season. Uh, if the Ravens can avoid paying him the guaranteed money, Thomas will count $5 million against the cap this season and $10 million next season. Uh, Without Thomas, the Ravens are inexperienced at free safety. Deshaun Elliott, a 2018 sixth round pick, is expected to step in for Thomas for now. The Ravens like his aggressiveness and upside, but Elliott has been limited to six games in two NFL seasons because of injuries. Uh, over a little over a year and a half ago, the Ravens were lauded for luring Thomas away from his verbal agreement with the KC Chiefs and signing him to a four-year, $55 million deal, the largest given a defensive player in franchise history. Franny, what say you about Earl Thomas appearing to share mm-hmm. some traits with Antonio Brown <laughs>
1: right around the same age? Yeah, like we mentioned last week, uh, he has not had a good 2020. None of us have had a great 2020, but Earl... Thomas definitely has not had a good 2020. He had that run in with his wife, that whole gun incident. Yeah. yeah. Uh, The threesome, foursome, fivesome, however women he had, I don't know how many women he had in the bed, but there was a lot of women in the bed with him and his brother. Um, Don't try
0: to be left belt. Don't do it.
1: (laughs) He also, uh, you know, became the lead blocker uh, in the playoffs as well. Uh, and when you're a defensive player, manhandled that's not, <laughs> by, manhandled by Derrick Henry. That was not pretty to watch. Um, uh, but I, I was actually, I was shocked at how quickly, um, uh, Baltimore released him because he is, he is a good player. He's a solid player. Obviously, there are some locker room issues. I didn't realize that he had that many, that he showed up late to that many meetings, but I was actually surprised, especially with the potential cap hit that it might take on the team. I'm, I'm surprised, Ben. What about you? What do you think? I mean, I
0: I think, I think they had to do it. I mean, given the fact that he's missing, he's missing meetings. He's he's late to meetings. He's an important piece for their
1: defensive puzzle.
0: Oh, yeah. I mean, and it's coming out now. Of course, it's coming out now. Uh, you know, from Harbaugh and company that he missed a bunch of coverages last season, doesn't understand the playbook or hasn't taken the time to understand the playbook as well as he could and improvised last season and cost the team. Uh, didn't cost the team any games, but it did cost the team on defense. And, uh, it, you know, the, the, they couldn't get off the field because Thomas made some mistakes. So apparently he's just got an issue. He's not particularly prepared. He's not particularly committed, uh, to the Ravens way, to the Harbaugh way, which is show up on time and do your job. Essentially, he's a Bill Belichick of the AFC North. <laughs> and, you know, Thomas, you just can't get away, you know, and, and Pete Carroll said this week, Uh, that it's a shame that it had to go this way for Earl. I mean, he made some other comments that sort of intimated that Carroll isn't particularly surprised that this happened while he was with Baltimore. And it, again, looks like Pete Carroll and the Seahawks made the right move at the right time by not extending his contract. Mm -hmm. And he seems like a
1: Cowboys fan. And and I know... Come get me. Yeah, (laughs) Exactly. I mean, who wants
0: a guy like that in their... I mean, that's not a red flag. That's not a red flag.
1: Exactly. Supposedly the Cowboys don't want him. I could see him signing with the Cowboys for less money if that's where he really wants to play. And I hope he causes headaches for the Cowboys all season long. Do I I deserve a (laughs) shot?
0: And I will say something about Antonio Brown because there's a striking similarity with this downward trend with Earl Thomas and Antonio Brown. Ah, uh, the middle finger as he got carted off the field, believing that he should have had guaranteed money coming to him uh and didn't have it, and was pissed off that he had gotten hurt and was going to be looking for a job that off season uh problems you know minor problems in Seattle, uh close friendship with Richard Sherman, which no one should be particularly proud of these days oh, and but it looks like should
1: take a shot for but it that, looks like ben.
0: he's going the way. Of Antonio Brown, problems with his teammates, problems with the coaching staff, uh, problems with his prior coaching staff, you know, contract disputes and on and on and on. So, I mean, I I hope for his sake that he's able to reverse this downward spiral or this downward trend. Uh, It is the NFL. So there will always be someone looking for his services so long as he hasn't been suspended for a long period of time. So he will land a job. Uh, but it looks as if he's sort of on a downward trajectory here in his career. Yeah. And he's only 31. So he does oh, have I
1: say only 31. He, he is already 31. He should so get another two or three good seasons. Yeah, I know. would say so. I would say so. Um, But, but the Steelers yeah, ain't going to sign him. It wouldn't be a bad move. It wouldn't. It, it wouldn't be a bad move. I mean, if there's anybody that can take care of, um, you know, a, a, a player um, like him, similar to t- Antonio Brown. I mean, Mike Tomlin could definitely handle that sort of. Character in the locker room because you know he has experience now, years of experience, eight years of experience. Yeah, with he handled Lev Brown. Bell
0: and Antonio Brown. Yeah, <laughs> Lev Bell took to Twitter this week to insult Adam Gase, which did it really? Warmed, yeah, excited to see that. Uh, so, uh, so he wasn't getting a lot of time on the practice field in pads this past week. Gase said that the reason that he wasn't on the field was because he had a you know a, a sore hamstring or his hamstring was bothering him somewhat. Uh, Lev took to Twitter to say. That's a bunch of bullshit. My hamstring is fine, and I will never get in a groove if I'm not on the field. So he took Ooh. to Twitter immediately after Gase had essentially tried to excuse the fact that he wasn't on the field. Gase went out and they traded for, I can't remember who they traded for. They traded for somebody, some some undrafted free agent or seventh or sixth round pick, uh running back. But there's drama at you know with the New York Jets again. Mm-hmm. Uh and Lev Bell obviously did not have a particularly good season last season. And hasn't performed particularly well since he took that year off, so we'll see. But yeah, he took to Twitter again, insulting Adam Gase and the team. So, looks like Mike Tomlin, Pete Carroll made the right decision by letting Lev Bell go, letting Earl Thomas go, and letting Antonio Brown
1: go, for sure. Yeah. So, let's do this shot. Well, let's do a shot per hour drinking agreement, which we... Oh, it's been how it's many, almost two it's, years it's, now. Yeah, but I'd say about a year, a year and a half. since, uh, since we started this sort of drinking game between us. If you say anything negative about any team in your division, which is the AFC North. If I say anything negative about the Cowboys or any team in my division, which is the NFC West or NFC East. And if Sonia says anything negative about the NFC West, any team in her division, um, which she's not on the show tonight. She'll be on the show eventually in the future once the season starts. Another two weeks before the season starts, she'll be back. If she says anything negative about any team in her division, the NFC West, then she takes a shot. But, Ben, let's take the shot. All right, let's do it. Cheers. And this is the Bird Dog Ruby Red Grapefruit Flavored Whiskey. I thought it would be a punishment shot for you. Not much of a punishment because you actually like grapefruit, Ben. Yeah, it's just not a a punishment until tomorrow morning. (laughs) Well, cheers. Cheers to you, Ben. All right. Cheers. Oh, yep, there, you are. there you are. There you are. <sighs> ah, not bad. Not bad at all. I remember it being better than that. That's a little uh, we warm. Had a We had, a few, a, weeks ago. We had it a few weeks ago, and it was actually better than that. Yeah, it's a little warm right now. But I don't, but, I don't mind it. Hmm.
0: I mean, Better than the peach. Better than the Jim Bean peach. Better than the uh, Evan comfort, Williams peach. Southern Comfort, Southern lime. comfort lime. lime. I think we have
1: some of the Evan Williams peach. Actually, I should probably bring that out here. Polish that So it's all. a real punishment shot for you, Ben. Yeah, so you exactly. don't open your mouth and say anything negative about any teams All right. in your division. All, All right, 20, right.
0: You ready to move on? I, I am. All right.
1: <laughs> Next
0: up, Andre Dillard. Will uh, the Eagles' injury problems never stop? Uh, this week, head coach Doug Peterson told reporters uh, that left tackle Andre Dillard will miss the 2020 season, the entirety of the season with a biceps injury, which I can only assume is a torn biceps, and will eventually be placed on IR. The injury was incurred during one-on-one drills on Thursday. Uh, Peterson said it's unfortunate he had a tremendous offseason. He had a really good camp for us, coming in healthy and strong. He'll get better, he'll heal from this, and be ready to go, along with the entirety of the rest of the team that appears to be injured, or at least last year. (laughs) Uh, Peterson Peterson said that the team has not yet determined who will start at left tackle. Veteran Jason Peters is in the mix to move from right guard back to the spot he has manned for the Eagles since 2009. Peterson noted that the team will also look at several young players, including, including Jack Driscoll, Jordan Mayata, Matt Pryor. A veteran could also be signed. Uh, wasn't uh,
1: Dillard a first-round pick for you guys? Uh, he was he was a high pick. I can't remember exactly. I think he might have been a first-round pick. But, man, can the It Eagles, just never ends for Eagles you guys. To, and, Pe-
0: and, and Peters wants I mean, more money yeah, if they Brooks, ask him to move from
1: guard to left tackle. You know, Brandon Brooks goes out. Now, I can, I, 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 Dillard's out. I mean, I, I just... I'm sick and tired of the Eagles having all of these injuries. I mean, last year, the year before, the year before that, I mean, it seems like every year the Eagles have injury issues, and I I, I don't know what the issue, what's the problem? Why are there so many injuries? Is it, is it the staff? Do we need to hire new people? Um, but, it, it, I mean, is it just luck? Are we just unlucky? Um, but, uh, you know, for, for Peters to move into that position, I mean, it's a little questionable. I mean, he has an injury history, a long injury history. He's already older now. But he also has a history of being a bona fide stud at left tackle. I mean, he has been in the past. I mean, he definitely is one of the best left tackles over the past 10 years, I would say. Well, maybe not 10, maybe eight years or so. Um, but... Ask Khalil Mack what he thinks about that. (laughs) But, um you know for him also wanting more money now to move to that left tackle spot you know i i don't i don't i don't think it's a good idea for the eagles to throw more money his way just to move into that spot i mean he's already older you know i would expect him to maybe play a few weeks before he reaggravates one of his past injuries um you know i'm you know it, it, it's it's just there's there's just no depth on the offensive line now and we know with carson wentz and his injury history I mean, you've got to protect this guy, and for the Eagles, it's just become so much more difficult now this season. Um, you know, I mean, hopefully there's there's uh, more rollouts, you know, bootleg type plays where you know he rolls to his right, so he doesn't have to rely on the left side of the line so much. Um, but I, I just I just can't believe it. I mean, you know, it's it's like I I, I you know open up ESPN or or whatever uh, you know website to get my sports news from, and it, it always seems like there's an Eagles player injured. You know, every week, and it's getting annoying. I can't believe it, Ben.
0: Yeah, I just—you guys <laughs> are, bit, you are definitely
1: been bitten by the injury bug these past few seasons. I saw and, that; and I was just heartbroken. You know, it's happened. We I mean, wa- not that he's great. He's not amazing. He's not. You know, we we don't know what to what to expect from this guy. But it's just, such yeah, an important position. It is uh, for our team. Yes, yeah. definitely. I mean, luckily for you guys,
0: Carson Wentz is a mobile quarterback. He's young. Yeah, uh, he can take some of the load off that offensive line with his mobility, much like Russell Wilson has done. <laughs> since he got into the league in 2001. Yeah, well, Russell
1: Wilson is a little bit more mobile, a little bit smarter. But he'll have, he's going to have a, you know, Wentz can move around. He, can, mean, he, like he can move, move around. around, but he's more of a gazelle when he moves yeah. around. You know, I mean, he's got those long legs. I'm always worried about his knees. Um, it, it, it's, it's, you know, Russell Wilson is a little bit shorter, a little bit smaller. Um, he's just able to make, you know, quicker moves, quicker juke moves, you know, like it takes Carson Wentz a little bit longer to move his body yeah, around true. than it does, you know, for Russell Wilson, uh, you know, Russell Wilson obviously has had his offensive line issues, but he's been able to overcome those things. Whereas Carson Wentz, I mean, this just brings a whole nother level of worry yep. to myself, to the team, to all the Eagles fans out there.
0: And I, and I do, I think it, ha- I think it's luck, happenstance, bad luck. I mean, it happened to Washington, they, they rejiggered, you know, they were they reworked their training staff in Washington after years and years of injuries and it didn't help. I mean the Yankees fired their entire training staff, uh, you know, last year after after, you know, a whole slew of injuries and again this year now everybody's injured again. So I, I just think it comes down to discipline and fundamentals in the weight room, making sure you got good form, making sure you're not overdoing it or underdoing any like particular you, muscle group. <laughs> uh, making sure that when you're training on the field that you're 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 You know, you're, you're focused on the fundamentals and and I just don't know what else can be said. I mean, a torn bicep, I have to, I mean, did it happen at practice or did it happen in the weight room? So it may have been just pushing himself a little bit too hard in the weight room. I'm not sure where exactly it happened, but I I honestly think it's just bad luck. I don't think there's, you know, a significant problem with the training staff. I just think it's bad luck. I mean, I mean, a lot of the guys that got hurt last year got hurt on the field, right? Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Uh, What's his name? The uh, the wide receiver uh, tall, uh, Alshon Jeffrey got hurt on the field, right? Yeah, Deshaun Jackson got hurt on the field. Mm-hmm. Your mm-hmm. entire secondary got hurt on the field. Well, even when they're healthy, yeah. they seem like they play like they're hurt. But it, it, it's just a it's just bad luck. I, I, I'm I'm heartened by the fact that it will force Carson Wentz to move around a little bit more, A little skittish last year, especially at the the beginning of the season. I mean, he rounded into form at the tail end mm-hmm. of the season. But I, I think it. I think you guys can overcome this. Because of the running game that you have, the ability of your runners to block and your tight ends to block, and the play call, and the play call, yeah, and Carson Wentz's mobility. I, I, obviously, it's a it's a tough blow to the team, but I think Peters will step in there. He'll he'll get his life, and he won't you know request more money. To I mean, this is this is the life of an offensive lineman, right? People go down, you you switch around. It happens to the Steelers on a fairly routine base, you know, basis where people are flipping yeah. positions.
1: But during the season, though, I mean, this is you know even before we start. You know, week one, and, and you already have two offensive linemen out, two starters out. And, um, well, it's definitely not ideal. I no, not at all. So, I mean, it, I mean, for me as an Eagles fan, it was heartbreaking to see that we lost another guy on the line. I can't believe it.
0: Yeah. So, all you'll do is go to the playoffs again.
1: Yeah. <laughs> Well, I mean, now we have seven teams going to playoffs, right? Yeah, so, that's true. That's true. Yeah, so I mean, you know, unless Clowney, you know, unless something happens
0: with a Jadavian Clowney type, yeah. uh, you know, maybe maybe it's a blessing in disguise. Getting, J- you know, Jason Peters back there at left tackle, he can mm-hmm. have you know his Super Bowl winning season uh, at left tackle. You know, ride right his way oh. out into the sunset at the end of his career. So that'll be my hope. But I, I think I think you guys are going to be okay.
1: I hope so. I hope so, Ben. You're more, way more positive than I am. That's because we haven't played any games yet. <laughs> I don't have
0: any reason to be angry yet. All right, next up. Justin Herbert and the Chargers are in a 1990 time capsule. Los Angeles Chargers head coach Anthony Lynn told reporters on Wednesday that veteran signal caller Tyrod Taylor will probably start over rookie Justin Herbert to begin the Bolts regular season which is scheduled to start on Sunday, September 13th at the Bengals. Taylor, a 30-year-old, God, I thought he was older than that, a 30-year-old signal caller entering his 10th season, has completed 61.6% of his passes for 54 touchdowns and just 20 INTs for the Ravens, Bills, Browns, and Chargers. He was the Bills' full-time starter from 15 to 17 and led the Buffalo Bills to their first playoff appearance since, since 1999 in 2017, but got knocked out in the first round. The ex-Virginia Tech star can also get it done on the ground, rushing for 1,843 yards and 16 more scores. The Bulls selected Herbert, a former Oregon star, with the sixth overall pick in the 2020 draft. The 6-6 Herbert is coming off a season where he led the Ducks to Pac-12 championship game and Rose Bowl wins after amassing 36 touchdowns, 32 passing, and 4 rushing. And completing 66.8% of his passes for 8.1 yards per attempt. The COVID-19 pandemic has prevented rookies from appearing at team headquarters in person for workouts, which have been held virtually this offseason for all 32 teams. But what say you about them, the the Chargers with all the talent they've got on that team, sticking with Tyrod Taylor, not just throwing Herbert out there and getting their, you know, their sixth round pick. Mm-hmm. A start from the beginning. Let him take his lumps, learn, and no. get some
1: wins for this I would, team. I would start from. I, I mean, if he's the sixth pick overall in this year's you draft, only got him for five years, four it, years I, I before mean, you're going to yeah, negotiate. Exactly, I mean, start him now. I don't understand why these teams, you know, have, you know, a, 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 they they draft these guys really high, and then they don't play them. I mean, we, I mean, even with uh, Carson Wentz, the Eagles weren't planning on starting with starting him uh, that season after drafting him second overall. I don't understand why teams do this year in and year out. I mean, if you're going to draft this guy this high, allow him to start, see what you have. If he fails, then you know what you have going into next season. Um, kind of like uh, with Kyler Murray. I mean, that's the reason why he was um, drafted the year after... Uh, what's his face, Ben? Your, your favorite quarterback of all time. Rosen! Uh, Rosen, exactly. I mean, you know... The the Arizona Cardinals knew exactly what they had in Rosen. He probably wasn't the starter of the future, so they went and drafted another quarterback. So I understand why you don't start Herbert from day one. See what you've got. If you want to move on from him, then you learn sooner rather than later. I just don't get it.
0: Yeah, I don't get it either. I mean, it's free money. I mean, I don't remember what his contract totals were, but he's a you know, given the rookie weight scale, you got this guy for four years at. The most before you're going to have to negotiate a long term contract Mm -hmm. if he pans out into a bona fide starter. I know people like Tyrod Taylor. I know people think he gets a raw deal because, you know, his numbers aren't terrible. I never I never really thought he he was a great quarterback, but he falls apart as the season goes on. Yeah, he got the Bills to a playoff berth. Yeah, they lost in the first round. Tyrod Taylor is a serviceable quarterback. He's a decent quarterback, uh, but he lacks the skill set to be a top-tier quarterback. So, you know, you're the Chargers. You are the Los Angeles Chargers, the San Diego Chargers. You know, you have not gotten to the Super Bowl. You have not competed at that level for a long, long, long time, notwithstanding having Phillip Rivers and a lot of talent around him. And, you know, a couple seasons there with LaDainian Thompson where they, they had the top-rated offense and the top-rated defense in the AFC and they did not go to the Super Bowl. So I don't think it's not starting your sixth round pick that is holding the Chargers back from competing for a Super Bowl. Mm-hmm. So it just seems pointless to me. Uh there isn't a job on earth, well there may be maybe a doctor <laughs> at at first. Uh but that you don't learn more doing than watching. Uh and it, this this propensity in the NFL to 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 live by the old adage that, you know, you need to learn and watch and develop. you No job. I don't think there's a job on earth where you learn more watching than actually doing the job. Yeah. And it Just why not let the kid go out there, especially against the Bengals?
1: Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm.
0: It just makes no sense. I agree with Franz. I, I don't, I just, I, I don't I mean, understand. We talked it.
1: about it. I mean, because you were such a huge fan of Justin Herbert, why'd you draft then, him? Dra- no, ex- I mean, exactly, exactly. Why draft a guy and then have him sit behind, you know, your other starter, who has obviously an experienced starter, but also not that great. I've, I've never been a big fan of um, Tyra Taylor. Tyra Taylor, yeah, like mean, I can't remember the guy's name. Tyra Taylor, and also the shot I mean, I give credit either. for
0: getting the bills to. I mean, but what do you? Yeah, what if, what if I mean, Taylor plays well for five games?
1: And then and then like, he yeah. tanks exactly. Yeah, and then what do you do now? Herbert's
0: coming into his first game in week eight.
1: Yeah, I don't, yeah.
0: You're seven and you know you're seven and one, or you're. Well, you know, I four. doubt that they're gonna be seven and Who one. Knows? But I mean, he wins a bunch of games and then he tanks. And now Herbert has <laughs> no experience, and you're throwing in there, throwing him in there, asking him to save the season. Mm-hmm. Just start the guy. Mm-hmm. It makes. I mean, Kyler Murray at least, uh, you know, Cliff Kingsbury, you know, threw him out there last year, let him take his lumps. They could have signed some veteran scrub off the scrap heap. And let Kyler Murray l- learn for a season, uh, but what is Justin Herbert supposed to learn on the sideline from Tyrod Taylor? I mean, if if you, if you got Joe Montana there and he's with the Chiefs, and you 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 know you draft another quarterback, like, go learn from Joe. Okay, yeah. yeah, all right, makes sense. But I don't think there's anything to be gained by
1: not starting Justin Herbert. I don't, I don't get it. I don't get. It. But a lot of teams they always do this. They draft high, they let the guy sit on the bench, hold a clipboard you know, behind the starter, if it's a good start, like you said, man, that's fine. If, if it's, um, you know, Peyton Manning and, and you're Andrew Luck, let's say, you know, it's a whole different story, even though Andrew Luck started right away because they got lucky and they had a terrible season and they got him first. in Yeah, draft. exactly. But, uh, you, know, it, but it, you know, if you're sitting behind, you know, uh, um, uh, an all-star, that's one thing. But if, if you're sitting behind Tyrod Taylor, what exactly are you going to learn from Tyrod Taylor? I mean, Tyrod Taylor hasn't had a spectacular career. No, I don't get
0: and, it. and I mean it, Drew Locke started last year. I don't I don't think he started at the beginning of the season, and he probably should have. Uh, you know, Kyler Murray started. I think I I think the trend is going in the right direction. But it really given what the Chargers are hoping to accomplish this season, you know for a fact that you can't accomplish that with Tyrod Taylor. You don't know for a fact that you can't accomplish that with Justin Herbert. So I would take the unknown over the known. If I were Anthony Lynn in the San Diego or mm-hmm. Los Angeles Chargers, mm-hmm. anything else to add about poor Justin Herbert?
1: Nothing else to add. Man. All
0: right, poor. What was what's Rosen's first name? Well, you Josh. Want, you Josh you wanted, Rosen.
1: You wanted Justin Herbert?
0: Yeah, I wanted yeah, Justin yeah. Herbert on the Steelers. See if he was sitting behind Roethlisberger. Okay, I understand that. I mean, he you didn't know, he didn't have a house in Westwood with a you know, you know where he gets a swimming pool. Is is a freshman? Well, well, maybe Roethlisberger, like Josh, you know, like Josh
1: Rosen. You, you can learn something from somebody that's won two Super Bowls. You know, but I mean, Tyrod Taylor, you're not going to learn as much. No, I mean, and I like Taylor. Don't get me wrong. No, I would no, love to have him as I would have loved to have had him last year if I was a Steeler. No, obviously he's he's a solid. After Van went he, down, he's a solid. You know, backup. I mean, that that's 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 what he is. You know, I mean, he, he's 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 not a starter in this league. So I don't know why they're why you know Los Angeles why the Chargers are forcing this why they want Tyrod Taylor to start. But also, Ben, you said it probably will start. So we'll see what happens. Yeah, but all signs
0: signs are pointing to to Tyrod Taylor. I mean, you understand what they're doing in Miami. I mean, Tua Tagovailoa had a significant number of injuries and most recently an injury that kept him out most of the season. So you understand maybe why they're going with Ryan Fitzpatrick to open the season, especially because Fitzpatrick has got numbers that are light years better than Tyrod Taylor's in his career. Uh, you sort of understand why they're doing it in Miami, but I it doesn't make any
1: sense. Yeah, I mean, it seems like Joe, Joe Burrow is going to be the starter for the Bengals. If, if Dalton was there, I can understand why you would have Joe Burrow behind Dalton, at least for a little bit. You could learn a lot from Dalton. Dalton hasn't been a terrible quarterback in this league. He actually ca- accomplished quite a bit with the Bengals, with that organization. So that I would understand. But for the Chargers, who just recently picked up Tyrod Taylor for this season, to have their number 6 overall pick sit behind him it just doesn't it doesn't make sense yeah i agree we're finally on the same page <laughs>
0: all right you ready i'm ready ben all right next up bill belichick wants consistency with the rules in the nfl and the ncaa if bill belichick would could change one rule in the nfl rulebook what would it be? Rich Eisen posted this question to the New England Patriots head coach this past Monday during an interview on the Rich Eisen show. Belichick's answer, pass interference and not whether or not it should be reviewable. Belichick said, I think probably the one thing that is worth looking at as it, as at is just the college pass interference rules, Belichick said. I know why it's what it is, and I know why it's different in college, and you can argue both sides of it, but it's a big penalty, and sometimes those are just tough calls to make for the officials. So I think that's worth looking at. Uh, In the NFL, if a defensive player is whistled for pass interference, the offense is given a first down at the spot of the foul. So if the contact occurs 40 yards downfield, it results in a 40-yard Penalty. Pass interference penalties in college are less costly for the defense as offensive teams can gain no more than 15 yards on a DPI call, regardless of how far downfield the penalty is committed. This is one of several rule variations that exist in the NFL and collegiate rulebooks. Belichick would like to see the codes and the rules standardized. I would just say in general, Belichick said, I would be in favor of the NCAA and the NFL trying to consolidate the rulebook so we can have as many rules be the same as possible so that the fans, yeah, whatever, as well as the players who come from college can make a clean transition into the same set of rules instead of different ones. So targetings, targeting, holdings, holding, interferences, interference, and so forth. As much as we could do that, I would be in favor of that just for the overall quality of the game. But I think the pass interference rule is not necessarily one I would change, but I would take a look at it, which obviously you would change it. And I think it would be good if it was the same as in the college rule or vice versa. Ronnie, what yeah. say you about Belichick wanting to not have to teach people to do things <laughs> differently once they get to the NFL?
1: Yeah, and no, I, I think that, would make sense you know I mean at the end of games especially if, if the if the team um, that's trailing um, you know is not trying to launch the ball back downfield in hopes of getting a uh, pass interference call just so they can pick up the extra yardage uh, it doesn't give them the advantage at the end of the game uh, that it does now I mean now you you know, you throw the ball 50 yards down the field, you get a penalty, you basically move the ball 50 yards downfield. So for a long, deep pass like that, I think it's fair to maybe move, maybe not exactly like college, maybe 20 yards, maybe not 15 yards, but something similar to what college has. Um, so that you don't get that advantage at the end of games. Because uh for the team that is trailing, you want to launch the ball back downfield because you want to score a touchdown, obviously, but it's also not fair to to the team that's defending to um to you know have a penalty called on them where they're penalized basically. 50 or 60 yards down yep. the field. I, I, you know, that, that I, I think that's a good, uh, idea for the NFL to maybe, uh, propose this and maybe have this as a new rule. Uh, maybe not this year, but within the next few years to kind of make it more similar to the way it is in college. Because it, I mean, I, I, that, that, it really doesn't make any sense it's a, it's to me. It, it's, it's, I mean, it's, it's, and obviously with the way, you know, uh, officiating has been recently, um, you know it, it, I, I think it would be a, a, a good rule change for the NFL to do that.
0: yeah, I mean I I, th- I think reading into this Bill Belichick is upset and frustrated when uh, a defensive back that he drafts out of college, it gets a little too grabby in mm-hmm. the secondary, forgetting yeah. that it's not a 15 yard penalty. It is in fact a 50 or 60 or 70 yard penalty down the field. And I can understand why you were why you would be frustrated I understand as a player. If you're playing under different rules in youth football, high school football, and then you're in college playing under one set of rules, which are fairly consistent across like high school and and in college, once you then we get to the pros and you have different rules mm. for a, a a finite set of circumstances, how it would be difficult why it would be difficult for players to to sort of relearn physical, almost, you know, almost involuntary reactions to situations and i think that's what belichick might be getting at i don't know how involuntary it is but i could certainly see if you've done something against a receiver or receiver acts in a certain way you know all through youth football high school and college and to Mm -hmm. ask them to change that involuntary reaction might be hard um but what do you think about the 15-yard penalty i mean you think the nfl should go to a 15-yard penalty. Or something similar. Rather than... You know, something similar because to Because some it, of these either, calls are ridiculous. Like no, the, yeah. the We would never have that Saints call, right? Mm-hmm. They would just call it 15 yards and it's over. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't have been that 35, 40-yard penalty down yeah. the field.
1: Yeah, I, I I just think it sort of evens the playing field because it, it's, it's you know, it's it, it's an advantage sort of for both teams. For the offense, it's an advantage to get the penalty, you know, 50 or 60 yards down the field. Uh, for the defensive player, it's an advantage also to get be, you know, be a 15 or 20-yard penalty if they... Know that the player might catch the ball, um, so it, it's. Uh, I don't know. It, it's actually it's, it's, it's a it's a tough, tough call. Right? It's a tough call to make. But I would say it'd be more fair all around. Um, you know, for it to be let's say twenty yards. Let's say you know twenty yards is even because you know there's not every quarterback in the league can throw the ball that far. 50 or six well, that's yards. true. Drew Brees if would Drew never Brees, get a four-yard exactly. penalty again. Yeah, so it would be a twenty-yard penalty for Drew Brees either way because he can only throw the ball about twenty or thirty yards, anyways, uh, down the field at at, at his age. Um, but yeah, I, I think he, you know if it was me, I probably would change that rule to make it a maybe a twenty-yard penalty instead of you know penalty on the spot where the penalty occurred.
0: Yeah, I mean it's really a, it's really kind of a tough call. I, I mean I, I can see where you're coming from, and I, I think I like it. Uh, but I would say that the NFL will never do it because those 40-yard pass interference calls or 50-yard pass interference calls create so much drama mm-hmm. during the game on both sides. Every every team that's on defense hates it and thinks it's a bad call. Every team on offense is elated and jumping up and down, especially if it's a playoffs. They're knocking their beers over at the bar because they were just about out of the game and they just got a 40-yard penalty down the field in the fourth quarter. Yeah, I mean, Because it's they're call. so exciting. And because they're so controversial, and the NFL has proven that they like the controversy, they like the conversations that happen on Mondays. I'd be shocked if they change it. But I, I, the more I think about it, I tend to agree with front. They could have a hybrid, right? I mean, it could be if the ball is zero to fifteen yards, and there's a pass interference, it's fifteen yard penalty. If it's past mm-hmm. fifteen yards, it's a twenty yard penalty. Yeah,
1: but that's the most you get. Yeah, um, I, I could see that. Yeah, I mean, I mean, because I mean, there's there's a lot of teams out there that just toss the ball down the field, hoping. To get a penalty downfield, even oh, if the receiver, sure. sometimes the receiver doesn't even have a chance to catch the ball. Sometimes it's overthrown. And uh, yeah, I, I, I would, I would definitely agree with that. It, you know, unless it's the Eagles, but I would definitely more, agree. Unless you know it
0: happens against the Eagles. Unless, would, or unless you, you're looking I, for the penalty.
1: Exactly. But I, they mean, never, but I, I, I think that's, that's fair. I, especially with that rule, Ben, if it's between this and this many yards and this and this many yards. I mean, obviously there's so many rules already in the NFL to add these, you know, to add these, you know extra rules to it uh but i you know i i think for the offense the offense does benefit a little bit more from these penalties than does the defense right
0: and i would say i mean i get i get where bill belichick's coming from they'll never call it on a hail mary in the play in the in the end zone but they'll call it on a 50 yard pass down the field mm-hmm. in where the fourth it's like quarter it when you're on the two
1: yard line yeah when you're you know? down
0: by seven they'll they'll call it so i i, I think that the issue would with the rule is less in consistency of the rule between the NFL and the NCAA and more in the consistency of the calls on the field as they happen mm-hmm. and the ability to review them accurately. I think yeah. if they had if they called it consistently or reviewed it consistently, I don't think it would be a problem. Mm-hmm. I think there is something to the sort of involuntary reaction that that people have after doing it their entire life until they get to the NFL. There is something to that. Uh but if they had consistency on the way the plays were called and reviewed, I think this would go away. Mm-hmm. But I, I wouldn't mind seeing. It would be more exciting if instead of driving the ball down to the one yard line on a pass interference call, you only get 15 yards. You got to start again at first down and drive. I think it'd be more fair, probably, to the uh, yeah, to the it, to the
1: defenses. You know, I think it sort of levels the playing field a little bit more for for both teams to you know. Not make it a 50 or 60 yard penalty where it's just, you know, maybe 20 at most, maybe 25, whatever, whatever they will agree on. But, you know, something where it's more, uh, you know, even for each team yeah you know because you know like you said i mean these players get a little grabby once it gets a little bit further downfield but is the ball catchable is it not catchable i mean it's there's there, i mean there's there's so many variables there um where, and even where it when makes they it review it, it it's yeah, not consistent exactly and it makes it you know difficult for even the viewers that are watching it you know and and in in live action it makes it difficult for um the the referees and even the referees this past season with the new rule changes that they did have they weren't willing to overturned the calls on the field even if it was obvious to everybody yep. so i mean yeah i mean there's there's so much but the, I mean, yeah. there's so much there i mean yeah, i just
0: <laughs> i mean i think in the interest of the game i think belichick is right uh, in the interest of the NFL and controversy that drives uh, all of the morning shows on Mondays mm-hmm. after the NFL, you know, after the NFL plays on Sunday, I think that's the reason why they won't do it. Yeah, because it it just it, it creates so much screaming and yelling between Skip Shannon and Skip Bayless <laughs> that it it and and so much activity on Twitter and between friends and and you know rivalries that would be why I think the NFL won't do it, but mm-hmm. I think they should.
1: I, I tend to agree. Mm-hmm. All right, Friday, are you ready to move on? Let's move on, Ben. All right. Oh, you remember to do it. Oh. I mean, you've been remembering all night. Yeah, remember, oh. until I get until, one more, to next, until I get one more gin and tonic. yeah. All right. Next I've had up, too much the Knob Creek already. <laughs> the wonderful
0: <laughs> and misunderstood Todd Gurley, Atlanta Falcons' all offensive coordinator Dirk Cutter envisions between fifteen to twenty five touches per game for new running back. Todd Gurley, provided the running back's left knee (laughs) remains healthy throughout the
1: season. That's a big question.
0: Uh, The Falcons currently have the 26—he's only 26—26-year-old Gurley on a load management plan in preparation for the September 13th season opener against the Seahawks. Gurley set out two padded practices during training camp and thus far participated in Monday's scrimmage, although he did not have a heavy workload. The Falcons hope— the 2017 Offensive Player of the Year can provide a run game balance to what has been a pass-heavy offense. Uh, I think a minimum of 15 touches and a max of fifth of 25, Cotter said in a phone interview this past Tuesday. But you've got to realize that we've got a lot of guys that need touches, so you're going to have 64 plays in a game on offense on average, depending on where you're at in the season and wear and tear. I think the low is 15, maybe the high 25. Uh, some of that depends on score and where you're at in the game. Are you are you ahead and running it? Are you getting In a four-minute situation, how are you running the ball that week? There's a lot of factors in there. But again, the low end, 15, and the top end, 25. Uh, And Devonta Freeman, also still a free agent. For. Yeah right. You know, he's still out there, but what do you think about? Uh, I can already. Gros, Todd Gurley's only twenty six years yeah. old, and they didn't, they didn't, and they didn't give up a lot for him.
1: I know, but see, so I, mean, I, I
0: would, I, I would say twenty five is is, we, is damn
1: near the, the minimum. We've, we've been talking about this guy for a long time. I thought he'd be like thirty years old already. I can't believe he's only twenty six years old. Yeah, and if oh Alex Smith God. can play, how can they not fix this guy? Yeah, knee? no, but <laughs> uh, always running back, so he definitely has to use his knees a yeah, little bit. There more. should be something they can do with that <laughs> knee. I mean, if they could,
0: if they could fix his his ankle and his fi- tibula and fibula, yeah. how did they? Did nut. you watch that? Did you watch the E60? No, watch oh, okay. You gotta I'll, watch I'll that. Watch Everybody out there
1: needs to watch that E60. Uh, it is a very interesting and very disgusting. Uh, but for, uh, for, you know, for Todd Gurley, I mean, I, I just because of his injury history recently, I mean, it, it, it only seemed like it was a, a, a lingering injury last season with, um, with the Rams. And I wasn't sure how healthy, uh, you know, Todd Gurley was. I mean, I'm, I'm not sure if it was Todd Gurley himself or just the the Rams unwillingness to use him um, he played well near the end because of the they were so worried yeah. about maybe him re aggravating that injury. Um and he did play better towards the end of the season. Um, that- but for for 25 touches for Todd Gurley, that seems that seems like a lot. I know he's only 26 years old, but with the injury history, I think 25 would be a large workload for him. I think closer to 15, maybe 16, 17 touches for him. Um, you know, maybe having uh you know a higher workload for some of the other running backs on the team. It looks like they have you know Ito Smith and uh, Brian Hill. You know, maybe get those guys a couple of extra yeah. touches there. Um, you know, I mean when. Todd Gurley is healthy. He has proven to be one of the best running backs in the league. Uh, you know, he proved it for a couple of seasons with the Rams there. Um, but 25, that is that is fairly high uh, for him right now. So I don't know what you think, Ben.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's not costing them a ton of money. They didn't give no. up a, a ton to get him. And the salary cap hit is not that significant. Personally, I'm hoping that some team will employ the Goose Gossage, uh, you know, Mariano Rivera, methodology that I've been free, that I've been wanting a team to use for a long time as a closer. You could use him as your closer. You could bring him in, you know, sometime in the third quarter especially if you've got a lead in the game yeah. and just let him with fresh legs, you know, sometime in the third quarter at the beginning of the fourth quarter and let him get all his touches at the end of the game when you've got the lead or when you're close in the game and close those games out. Mm. Rather than spreading out, you know, you know it's always an odd sort of disjointed Game when you watch a team with a running back that's on a that's on a pitch count, you know they're sort of they're in there for a couple plays in the first quarter, then they're in there for a play or three. Have the, you watch the, sec- the Eagles play? But it, it, but <laughs> it, even the Steelers tried to do it, you know. When, when well, the Steelers when Bell, don't try to do it enough, right? But they, I mean, but with Bell, just, that's a whole different yeah, story. They, went, you when, know, when,
1: Bell is definitely a starter. Bell is some guy. He's he's one of those dudes that can carry the ball twenty five, maybe even thirty carries. Yeah, for the game. I mean, he, he is one of those guys. But this year with the Steelers, though, Connor's I I think they would have the they would have benefited. By having you know two men running the ball throughout the game, so you know I,
0: it just always feels kind of herky jerky when they do it. When they, I mean, the Eagles have a system; they have a, a plan I, I, as to think, how they're going to use their
1: running backs and they employ it, and it's fairly consistent. Yeah, but it's it, when you overplan it. Yeah, you know, it's like you're doing great right now, but we're still going to pull you out of the game and throw this other guy in who's cold coming off the bench. I mean, I you know teams kind of have to gauge you know the game, the way the game is actually flowing, and 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 uh, you know for for Atlanta to actually have a number that they want him to run the ball, like the amount, I mean, you kind of have to gauge the flow, the ebb and the flow of the game. If he's doing well, great. Throw him in there, run the guy. Um, but, you know, 25, you know, for for Todd Gurley, that seems a little high to start the season. Um, you know, see see where he's at, really. Yeah, but, I mean, do it with a plan, mm-hmm.
0: right? I mean, these are human beings. They're not machines. You know, as Franny just mentioned, coming in with cold legs. you got to be... You got to be able to get into some kind of a rhythm, mm-hmm. some kind some of a groove. groove you know? So if it's a herky jerky, three carries in the first quarter, two carries in the second quarter, mm-hmm. five carries in the third and I quarter, hate especially when it's my fantasy the-
1: guy, it's my fantasy but guy. But it's like it feels in the first half it feels like there's no plan when you need to score ten points to win. Yeah, and he, he you know, he's great in the first half, and then all you know, they, they, all of a sudden they go to the the other guy yep. on the bench. Like what the? F- yeah, it was like was having, having work done
0: back in the '90s or whenever that was when you know Mike Allstott would come and get the touchdown yeah. after work done, <laughs> exactly. drove the ball
1: down the field. Uh, you know, it's, and bring it's, the fullback yeah. in. You know, <laughs> who cares that Todd Gurley carried the team all the way down the field? Let's bring the fullback in so yeah. the touchdown. I mean, that's why if I'm
0: if I'm the CLC Hawks I bring back Marshawn Lynch, and you don't oh, see oh, yeah. him until the fourth quarter. Yeah. You don't see <laughs> any of him until the fourth quarter, and in the fourth quarter, if Carson is you know if Carson is is not playing well, you just you run them down their throats. But it has to be, a, there has to be some kind of a plan. This mm-hmm. this 15
1: touches, how are we going to fit these touches yeah, 15, into the, 25, whatever. I mean, it's like you know. What are the ebbs and flows of the game? Yeah, just have a plan. I I think Peterson has a plan most of the time. Yeah, I mean, because he's a great runner. He can catch the ball out of the backfield. He, He can do everything for that team. But, you know, the big question is how healthy is he? Don't force him if you don't have to.
0: Yeah, and think about it. I mean, just in your own personal life. I mean, if you're if you're working out, do you work out for ten minutes and you're like, oh no, no I'm gonna take an, I'm gonna take two hours off. Then I'm gonna work out for five more minutes. Oh, I'm gonna take you know yeah. another two hours off. Now I'm gonna do Dude, a, on the do a few sets of Stay bench warm. press. Then I'm gonna be going to house, watch some TV, and I'm gonna come back and do another set. You know, your bodies bodies don't work that way. So I feel like they need to have a better plan for him. Use them in the fourth mm-hmm. quarter, especially if you got a lead or. The game is close, uh, but to, to just sporadically sprinkle him in throughout the game, yeah. I, I just don't think that works well for no, anybody.
1: I don't, I don't think it does. And I mean, I, I'm, I'm still shocked. I mean, when you said 26 years old, I was I was really surprised that he's only 26 yeah, his years knees old, are he's 75 such... years old. <laughs> exactly, exactly. I can't believe it.
0: Uh, but I think they might have gotten a diamond in the rough here, or a, a know, diamond I, I that was so. that was very nice that went mm-hmm. back and turned into coal, and now it's back to be yeah, a Devante diamond Freeman's again. But Devontae
1: Freeman's still out there on the free market. I can't believe it.
0: Yeah, I mean, he's not a particularly he's out there friendly dude. You know, he's he's he said he well I mean he said he's just, he said he doesn't care. He's gonna sit out this season. If he has to sit out, he has to sit out. Uh but
1: if you want worked to, out great for Le'Veon.
0: Yeah, I mean Le'Veon Bell, I mean he played all last season for the most part and it was yeah. terrible. Uh well, you, know, he you was, also have to look at the, the team. Jets, you have to look at the team. But that he's still, on he too. was pretty bad. Yeah, yeah. And he took a year off. He came back. He got a nice contract, and he was not very good. Yeah, we had Jets. a nice
1: fit. I mean, the the fit with Pittsburgh was perfect for him. The offensive line, um, you know, obviously, you know, when you have the right offensive line to run through, you know, Le'Veon um, did a great job for the Steelers. But with uh, the Jets, it's a whole different story.
0: Yeah. So we'll see. All right. You're ready to move on from it. Mm-hmm. As he takes a drink of his. Oh, uh, yeah. What is that you're drinking over there? The Knob Creek Rye. Oh, it's almost gone, so we must have liked it. Yeah. So this is, uh, I don't know if this is music to my ears or torture to my ears, but this week's report is that Jadavion Clowney is going to the Steelers. Yes. Or. That'd be great for the you, The Ravens. Uh, oh. this, this oh. I can't There's imagine the Steelers the are table. going to do this, but. Uh, formal, for, former first overall NFL draft pick and all pro defensive end. Jadavian Clowney still does not have a home as NFL teams enter their second week of training camp. Uh, Tony Pauline of Pro Football Network reports that the Steelers. Have shown interest in signing the 27-year-old, despite a lack of available salary cap space and returning starters at both outside linebacker spots, which is where the six-foot-five, 255-pound Clowney has had his greatest success in Houston. Yeah, you know, we've got TJ Watt on the one side, mm-hmm. and Bud Dupree, who we just got signed to a huge contract, mm-hmm. on the other side. Uh, a source close a source close to Clowney told told him that the Pittsburgh Steelers have been poking their nose around to see if they could sign him. Uh, According to Track, the Steelers have $4 million of available salary cap space. (laughs) Uh, That's the fourth smallest figure in the league, though they could and would renegotiate as, you know, Kevin Colbert has done many times before they could renegotiate some contracts to make more space, which is coming due next season. They have an upcoming salary cap crunch in 2021 because they've been doing so much renegotiation. They will owe starting quarterback Ben Roethlisberger next year $41 million Ooh. against the cap because of all the restructured deals. Uh, Pauline said he does not believe the Steelers are one of the most likely teams to sign Clowney and that the division rivals Baltimore are apparently at the head of the pack with cap space gleaned from the release of safety Earl Thomas. And yeah. if they can I mean, blow out that grievance. Well, what do you think that- about the
1: Steelers showing interest I mean, I don't know how they could I, I just afford shocked him. Shocked me when I, I, heard I, don't, it. I, don't, I mean, how could they afford him right now? Yes, I mean, would, you'd, you'd what, have to renegotiate some contracts. Yeah, I mean, because he's looking for you know 15 18, million. Fifteen to eighteen. Yeah, I would say you know somewhere within that range. I mean, obviously, it would be a great signing um, for the Steelers. I you know I, I think he'd be a good addition to the team, uh, but it would also be terrible if they lost out and Baltimore picks him up. That's a team in your division, Ben. And they already have a good defense as it is. Yeah. They just lost Earl Thomas. They have that extra cash to spend, if they can. I mean, obviously, there's me, you know, some issues with Earl Thomas yeah. leaving right now. Um, uh, But if they can sign him, that would be kind of scary for your team, Ben. I mean, that's the AFC North. It's between, I mean, the race is between the Steelers and the Ravens in that division. I don't see any, you know, the Bengals obviously aren't going to be that great. The Browns aren't going to be that great. So if they can sign that weapon, if the Baltimore Ravens can sign that weapon and you guys lose out, yeah, I mean, that'd, be, that'd be difficult to it's overcome. Very
0: unsteeler like, you know. I'm not worried about the Ravens' offense, quite frankly. I mean, I, I deep in the season, I'm not particularly well, worried I about mean, it uh, I, because I think we can outscore them in a playoff game if we had to in a div- in a division. Would you, you know, be able win, to outscore win, them? with to get in Clowney
1: game? in there. What's that? With Clowney in there, you that, think that's what, to- that's what worries
0: <laughs> me? I mean, I think that with Roethlisberger and our receivers as well as our running game. In you're our offensive really? Line, you're so high on this. I think, I, so... think we could, I think we could get out get out to a nice lead with our defense against the Ravens, and they won't come back. Mm. But if they are able to get someone like Clowney out there to join the rest of that defense, that scares me. Uh, because then they can put pressure outside on the edge on both sides mm. against Ben Roethlisberger in our offensive line, which is getting a little bit older, but still, you know, obviously in the top five in the league. Yeah. That scares me a little
1: yeah, bit, but, yeah, but, yeah, but it's very Watt.
0: uncharacteristic for the Steelers to go out and sign Watt, someone like that. Bud
1: Dupree, and Clowney as linebackers, that, that's a pretty formidable front right there. Yeah, I mean, that's, that's not the,
0: what we do. We draft studs and then let them go when they want money. Yeah. Yeah, well, we, we, don't, we, don't wait, we don't wait until they want wide money and then sign yeah. them. Yeah. <laughs> uh, you know, T.J. Watt is you know born and bred as a Steeler. You know, Bud Dupree, uh, Cam Hayward. I mean, most of the guys that we've got, you know, uh, Joe most- Hayden. Uh, I mean, we went out and drafted Devin Bush. I mean, we did trade a bunch of a bunch of money out there, uh, or a bunch of draft picks for Minka Fitzpatrick, who's you know well, creating a little bit of drama for the Steelers now, ball, not really, not wanting I, to I, play I, at free safety as um, much as he wants to play at strong safety. He was a baller last year, um, because he wants he likes his little niche. But I think I think the Steelers, you know, <laughs> why not they renegotiate a couple if contracts you could. and if you could. get him on a one-year deal or a two-year deal, I wouldn't sign him to a five-year deal and i don't think baltimore with the, with what happened with Earl thomas and what's what how clowney has acted the last couple seasons i don't think they'll sign him to a 5 year deal either uh, but i i'd like to see the steelers you know maybe make a run at him i was shocked when i heard that the steelers were even interested in clowney
1: yeah i know that that is pretty shocking i actually didn't hear about that this week but, but because of the like salary cap steelers now because of the salary cap crunch i think this the
0: steelers are all in on this season mm-hmm. and hoping that we can you know, make a push where where we have the the fourth best odds according to football outsiders of getting and winning the Super Bowl, getting to and winning the Super Bowl of all the teams in the league. That's pretty high. So it is
1: pretty high, <laughs> but I think
0: the Steelers understand that this is sort of a yeah. I mean, the AFC, Cam Hayward, Cam has
1: got to get signed too. Yeah, I'm surprised this is, this isn't in the tag team news. This
0: is this is so big <laughs> that I put it. I do have a little bit of a a minor piece of tag team news for the Steelers, but this is so big. Uh, the Steelers doing something like this? is Seattle, I mean, it got them into the
1: second round of the playoffs last year. Mm-hmm. I mean, if but for Davion Clowney, do they win that game against the Eagles? Well, I mean, that was a pretty dirty hit on Carson Wentz. I mean, you know, I, I mean, obviously, I'm a, I'm a little biased with that whole thing. I mean, it it, it was it was incidental, possibly, uh, but you know, I think it would be a great move for the Steelers to pick him up because if they don't. Baltimore is waiting in the wings right there and that would that would not bode well uh, for the Steelers chances um, in the division or even in the playoffs yeah because that'll make it almost I mean the Bengal with
0: the Bengals and the Browns I mean the the, the the Ravens could get out to a an unsurmountable lead in the division mm-hmm. uh, during the season which would put us you know back at a you know at a wild card spot going into the playoffs at some disadvantage so you know I, I think if Clowney really thinks it through I think he'd be smart to sign with the Steelers rather than the Ravens, but we'll see what decision he makes. Uh, Clearly, money talks. Yeah, but we don't have that much money. But we, (laughs) but we will have to renegotiate some contracts. But we're
1: the Steelers.
0: Yeah, I mean, but we are their pitch. We're the Steelers. Well, I mean, the Ravens. You know, the Ravens are not the Steelers. Right? They were. they've, They've been the Ravens under John Harbaugh, but they are not the Pittsburgh Steelers over the last 50 years of the franchise's history. The Ravens are not the Steelers. Let's just be clear about that.
1: They have a good team right now.
0: That is true. Uh, Friday, you want to take a quick break and get back and finish up the NFL news? Yeah, well, we're almost an hour in. That is true.
1: Yeah, let's take a break. All
0: right, (laughs) we'll be right back, folks.
1: All right. And we are back with the remainder of the NFL news. Ben really wants Jadavion Clowney. But what's, <laughs> what's next up? Ben in the all NFL right.
0: news. Well, we've been putting, you know, we, we've been putting a lot of things on the back burner and we'll probably have to put a couple of things on the back burner again. Uh, but we did want to go over the PFF rankings for all of the divisions in the NFL from worst or from first to worst, or from worst to first, uh, depending on how Ronnie would like to
1: do it. Uh, would you like to do it from worst to first? Let's go from worst to first, and uh, I wouldn't be surprised if the NFC East is one of the worst divisions. The
0: eighth, number eight. <laughs> yeah, the worst division in the yeah. NFL is the NFC East, the Giants with no identity on offense or defense other than daniel jones and saquon barkley and the red or the washington football team being what they are what do you think about the nfc east yeah, coming in
1: eighth you know i can't really disagree with this uh, you know the, the you know the eagles and the cowboys are decent teams but um the chargers and the washington football team they are not going to win too many games this year They're, they i would say maybe 5 or 6 the wins chargers? for each uh, did i say the Char- what the fuck did i just say chargers did i say oh, okay, oh you mean the giants the giants yes that's what i meant damn bird dog (laughs) ruby red grapefruit um yeah but the giants and um and washington they're not very good and you know i don't see them winning more than maybe six games uh this season uh so yeah i definitely don't agree disagree with that what about you ben Uh, i agree it is probably it might
0: not be the worst division what's the next division uh i mean uh the afc east yeah yeah, they're 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 close close. yeah they're close Yeah. yeah Uh, but I think Daniel Jones is going to have a better year. I just think they have no identity or players on defense. I, you know, they have a hodgepodge of defensive players. Mm-hmm. I think the Eagles are clearly the class of that Well, I think the Eagles division. and the
1: Cowboys. But, I mean, both teams. I mean, even last year, it came down to one game. I think the same thing's going to happen this year as well. I think it's going to come down to maybe the last few games of the season um, to see who the, the champ. What of do the you NXT think about East the Giants? Uh, I don't, like you said, I mean, they, they really have no identity. I I you know, I, And I I... I would predict them to win maybe six games this season. Yeah. All right, well, you did say some
0: pretty. You expected them to be the worst division in football. Yeah. You said terrible things about the team. I didn't in that say. It, you want you me have. To, yes. I, you I, have I, to do a I'm shot. I'm already slurring had, my words as you have it is. To we do pre- a before. You have to do a shot. Uh, I just.
1: Well, all right. Fine. Fine. Yes, you said fine. Nothing but terrible things. Not, I would actually flip flop these two divisions. I, you know, I I would not. I would not. I, I the, the NFC East has been very disappointing. For quite a few years now, I mean, obviously the Eagles did win a Super Bowl. Um, oh, you want one too, Ben? Yeah, why not? All right, cool. I'll pour a shot for you as well. I'm not
0: going to say anything bad about the NFC <laughs> North <laughs> or the AFC North.
1: Uh, um, well, they're higher up on the list because you got your team and you also got Baltimore in there too. So, I mean, obviously, and that's why
0: I would flip flop these two divisions. These two divisions because you have. There the Cowboys and the Eagles in the yeah, but I mean NFC and we, you have even
1: with the Cowboys and the Eagles, I really don't see the Eagles or the Cowboys winning more than maybe nine, possibly ten games the entire season. And so you know, once again, it's going to be you know a nine or ten win team that's going to make the playoffs. Maybe both teams because you know it's been ex- it's expanded now, um uh, with the with the playoffs, um, but I, I think they're going to struggle against teams outside of the division. You know, Washington. They should be easy wins. Giants should be an easy win. When they face each other, I would say one and one. Either way, I think both teams are going to win one game, probably at home each way. Um, uh, but you know, I, I really do think they're going to struggle against other teams in, 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 you know, whoever they face in other divisions.
0: I don't disagree. I just think they're both going to make the playoffs.
1: I think the giant, or I think the
0: Eagles and the Cowboys are both going to make the playoffs. I do not, I cannot say with as much confidence that, um, the, that, the, I mean, that if, the Bills if, and the Patriots are going to make. Yeah, the playoffs.
1: well, I mean that's in the AFC, but if you're, if you're looking at just the, the NFC, uh, and you and you look at there you All are, cheers, right, Ben, let's let's take a shot. shot. Here we go, let's take a shot real quick. But if you go <sighs> NFC West, NFC West, we believe that the Niners should make the playoffs. You believe the Seahawks should make the playoffs. Yep. Uh in the NFC South Saints Bucks, the Bucks are going to make it. Saints Saints are going to well. make it. And, and Potentially the and Falcons too. are I mean make that it, could be three teams right there. That's five teams yeah. already right there. Look at the NFC, NFC North. Uh, um you know Green Bay. They were very successful uh, successful last year. Minnesota as well. Uh, That's another two teams right there that Chicago could Chicago with yeah, I'm not... I'm potentially. Not, yeah, but I mean, potential. Um, and then, I mean, just look at all the teams that could potentially make it from the NFC East. It could be one team. It could be the Eagles. It could be the Cowboys. But for both of them to make it, it's be very difficult. Just because there's a lot of good teams in the NFC right now that could make it ahead of them. All right, fair yeah, enough. I mean, if it's, you know, if you're just looking at NFC, AFC, but as far as teams that are going to actually make the playoffs or potentially make the playoffs, the Eagles and the Cowboys probably have the lowest chance of both going through compared to other teams in the NFC.
0: Fair enough. Fair enough. Uh, next up is the AFC East with the Bills and the Patriots potentially making the playoffs with the Jets and the Miami Dolphins bringing up the rear. Uh, but we don't know what we're going to get out of the Patriots. So no, I think that's why we're down here. And we don't biggest, know what we're
1: getting out of the Bills either. Yeah. One of the biggest question marks is this division right here. Who is going to step up in the absence of Tom Brady? You know, like, Tom Brady's gone, but who will be the next up-and-coming team? I mean, it's got to be the Bills, right? Adam Gates is still the
0: coach of the New York Jets, so so. there is a ceiling there.
1: Yeah, yeah. And it's a pretty low
0: ceiling. It's one of those ones you get in the attic (laughs) where the
1: doors aren't normal size. I think the Bills are the best, you know, right now, the way they're constructed. I think they're the best team in that division. Um, But with uh, Bill Belichick, I mean, he's such—I mean, He's proven year in, year out that he's the best coach in that division. He's the best coach in the NFL right now. You just don't know what to expect from him. Uh, and Cam Newton.
0: Uh, Cam that's Newton's true. there. That's true. We'll see what they do. Uh, next up, the AFC South. What do you think about that? That's an interesting place to drop
1: this team. I, I agree got, with that. You got, I got mean, Tennessee. You got, yeah. you got well, Texas. Tennessee. Tennessee, I, I would expect Tennessee to uh, make the playoffs. The Texans are... I. I just don't like Bill O'Brien. I just don't like Bill O'Brien. Exactly. I don't know what to expect from them this year. Indianapolis. I don't expect them to win more than uh, eight games. I expect them to go eight and eight this year. And then you got the Jags, and the Jags are going to be terrible. So yeah, I mean, but he yeah. might
0: have been. I mean, he might have been right. I mean, you got Hopkins, DeAndre Hopkins but, already, you know, sitting out practices. You know, there's already some belly aching. In uh, Arizona, you know, might be maybe sort of a one and done situation for him, or he may not show up to practice, may not mm-hmm. show up to meetings if he doesn't get paid. But I mean, so from, O'Brien might have made the right decision there.
1: Yeah, but from this division, I mean, you can you can uh, you can potentially see Tennessee making it to the playoffs and Houston making it to the playoffs as well.
0: Yeah, I think it's just going to be Houston in that division this year. Well, I, I think I think Tennessee is a you know I don't think they're going to they're, they're not going to recapture the magic they had last year. I think. All they have to do is maybe win nine
1: games. You, I mean, I I think they can win nine games.
0: Yeah, and playing Jacksonville and Indianapolis, yeah. even with Phillip Rivers, that should get a, you should get some wins there. Four and zero, right there. Well, I mean, the, the Colts will be okay with Frank Reich. I mean, I, I, don't, know if make the I don't know Philip Rivers. I play. I
1: don't know how well Philip Rivers is going to play. I mean, you know, Frank Reich, great coach, but with Philip Rivers, I just don't know if he's going to be healthy the entire year.
0: Yeah, we'll see. I mean, he's got a great history of being healthy. It's just, he he's is, getting but old. It's,
1: eventually, is going to catch up with
0: him. Matt LeFleur and the NFC North coming in at number five. That's a little yeah.
1: high for this division. I, I think. mean, well, there's only eight, so
0: <laughs> I, mean, yeah, but five I, I, is, I might, have, is yeah, still, I might flip flop those yeah. other two divisions too.
1: Um, but w- I mean, in this division, you could potentially see Green Bay and uh, Minnesota making it to the playoffs. Yeah, but
0: Detroit could, and, and Detroit might have a better season, and. Chicago with Nick Foles,
1: yeah, yeah exactly, could have a know. better
0: division. Allen Robinson, Stafford, who was wide open if, all if, of
1: last season, if Stafford could uh, remain healthy this season, I mean, just like last season, they started, pretty decent. They were, you know, they 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 looked like a good football team. Once he got injured, they went downhill. They fell off a cliff. Um, so, in this division, you have three teams that could potentially make the playoffs, and Aaron Rodgers' time is ticking on the
0: clock for him in Green Bay. Next up, the. AFC
1: West. Mm-hmm. Uh, one team making it I to the playoffs. I don't
0: know. I think I might have dropped them a little bit I mean, all, lower. I think the
1: only reason they're this high.
0: Broncos, Raiders,
1: and Chargers along with the Chiefs. Uh, I, well, I think the only reason they're this high is because the Chiefs will definitely make the but playoffs. But they're only one team. And they one are team. one of the best they're, They
0: teams. are only the, one team, though. Well, they're dragging them up. <laughs> they're, they're pulling them up. They're going <laughs> to they're, they're, let, they're let them yeah. win some games yeah. just to drag up the division, uh, overall yeah. divisional ranking. I would say so. I but mean, because you know, the Broncos aren't going to be very good. The Raiders aren't going to be very. Well, good. I don't and
1: know the, what to expect from the Raiders this year. Ben, you were la- you, uh, last year. You were pretty high on the Raiders. I, 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 I just know, can't. I don't know I'm why not so John, negative. I on just think John Gruden is not a good coach,
0: and and I just have to finally come to grips with it. As much as I want him to be, and I want that him to succeed,
2: mm-hmm.
1: I just don't. Have you see seen it. their stadium though? And the stadium looks great. Looks great. Yeah, it looks it looks nice on looks the outside. Really, and there's going to be fans on the there. Your it looks great as well. Um but I mean, I you know I, I think the reason they're this high is because um you know Kansas City is really just dragging them up because they're obviously going to be one of the, you know they're going to be the cream of the crop in the NFL. I, mean, I would expect them to win the Super Bowl Yeah.
0: Weekend. I mean they have the best odds right yeah, now.
1: unfortunately for you Ben in the NFC.
0: Why can't you play somewhere else? <laughs> Number 3, the A FC North. All right. Yeah. I
1: think that might be too high. Uh, I think that's fair. You know, Baltimore, and if Rothsburg can stay healthy, I think, you know, the Steelers with definitely make, with or without Clowney, they have a pretty good chance of making the playoffs. So it's, you Ste- know, and also, it's I, the
0: Steelers, the Ravens, and then two other teams. The Browns. Oh, come, maybe, on. come on. Maybe they'll meet.
1: Maybe this year will be the year that they Are meet. Are you their, a Browns the, fan? Only no, a Browns of fan would not. say something like that.
0: Well, they did what, what, well maybe uh, this year the Browns will be good. Maybe this maybe this maybe year. The Browns maybe will be this good. is the year. That oh, no, they maybe meet, this year, they the Browns meet will be good.
1: Expectations this year, uh, you know, I'm not high on them. But there's, you know, there's 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 three teams in this division that are decent. The Bengals, obviously, we know, will struggle this year. Um, but Baltimore Steelers definitely good teams. Even against other divisions, I think they'll be good.
0: I actually think the Bengals might have a better season than the Browns.
1: Yeah, you know, because the Eagles play with Burrow and Green and, and
0: a bunch, of, and Joe Mixon is is looking for a contract. Yeah, uh, I actually think they might. It,
1: Bengals defense is not terrible. Yeah, the NFC East plays the uh, the AFC North, so I mean, it's not going to be easy for, either, for us. either,
0: either, either. Yeah, exactly. Because uh, We're playing uh, the Eagles and we're playing the, the Giants football team the and Giants. the not the uh, Washington football team, the Washington <laughs> football team, and. I the, told you we
1: shouldn't take another shot.
0: Yeah, that's true. All right, number two. What do you think about this? The NFC South coming in at number two. I agree with it. I'd probably put them at number one, but uh well the NFC
1: West is all I mean yeah, I'm sure. You it, got well, the
0: Saints, you got the Bucks with Tom Brady. No, it's
1: definitely be a fun division to watch. The Falcons. I these mean, two that I mean these top two teams or divisions right here will be fun to watch. And, I will definitely And Carolina might
0: be good with, with uh, Teddy no, Bridgewater. No, 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 and no, McC- no.
1: And McCaffrey, they could be good. Yeah, but there's too many good teams in that division already. And a great
0: head coach, allegedly. Mm. They could be pretty good. Yeah, no. I mean, of course, Tom Brady's there.
1: I, I, I'm excited. I mean, I, well, I just want to uh, see. Uh, uh, we're also, I'm very uh, interested to see how Tom Brady will perform away from New England. I'm sure we're going to get yeah. a lot of games on uh, on Fox and NBC. Oh, CB- for sure. Yeah. Well, if yeah.
0: you're looking, if anyone that watches YouTube could say, well, if you're looking to recover Friday, <laughs> TB12 now has a new product. It's called Recover. Everyone knows how it, how you feel the next day after a big workout or a big game. Take our
1: supplement Recover. And that's it's got gonna, this ridiculous that's, that's, ad that's on not YouTube. That's advertisement, folks, from Ben.
0: Uh, but it, it's like it keeps popping up on, on as my YouTube ad. I'm like have never I've never, yeah. like, I've never seen on. it.
1: I've never seen it.
0: I'm like stop shilling your garbage freaking GNC crap. <laughs> As if he's not rich enough. Yeah, exactly. It's like, oh, okay, yeah, what do you have in here? you have some magic ginseng in this thing? It's going to bring some B12? Uh, what do you he's got in got there?
1: half a billion dollars in his yeah. bank account. Does he need more? Yeah, it's, it's
0: magic. This is the magic recovery, as opposed to all the other recovery shit you see in GNC. This is the one
1: that works. Maybe you should try it. Yeah, maybe you no. would not injure yourself, uh, Yeah, that's ben. true. That's your, true. Your, uh, your boob is still hurting. I can just stretch out. <laughs> I just stretch. <laughs> your your, 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 your peck is still hurting, Ben. Yeah,
0: it is. It yeah, is. maybe my, take my that, intercostal that muscle. TB12. Yeah, it's my intercostal. I went to the doctor this week. I have an intercostal muscle tear. I don't even know what intercostal is. It's all the muscles in between your ribs.
1: Oh, is that so what it is? So there's
0: muscles that, that uh, when you breathe in and breathe out, the, the muscles stretch. Mm-hmm. They go from your spine all the way around through to your ribcage. So on my upper chest, yeah, I have a, a muscle tear there. That's so a good I, anatomy been,
1: lesson yeah. for all the listeners out there. And it
0: hurts like a son of a bitch because you can't get up out of a chair. You can't get up from a laying position. You, it, it's not particularly <laughs> but pleasant. But you can podcast. But you can't. That's the most important thing. <laughs> uh, and, you know, a lot of players in the NFL have lo- have missed. Uh, Jason Peters tore his pec last year. Uh, similar injury, even though it's on the outer muscle. But let cost him, what, eight games?
1: Uh, yeah, and it'll probably happen again this year. Well, we'll yeah. see. Uh, number 1. I agree with this. NFC I, I, West. I do agree with this. I mean Do you? Yeah, I do. Why not? Why, why
0: why wouldn't you agree with this? I would flip it with I would flip it with the South because I think the South has three yeah, really got, good teams in that division. Yeah. And I think they've only got two really good teams in the NFC West, the Niners and I think the, the Rams. Seahawks. The, the Rams.
1: Rams also have I mean the Rams have the potential. I mean, they could cause problems for both of those two top runners in this in this division. They could. Um I I could see the Rams winning nine games. I mean last year they won they won nine games last year, didn't they? Yeah. Yeah, they just they just missed out on the playoffs and I can see them doing the same thing. They always play the Seahawks tough. I mean regardless of who is on that team, they always play them tough. Yeah, whether it, it's Sam Bradford same uh, or or Jared Goff. I mean, it's it's, it's they it's, are the same person, it, but <laughs> essentially. That, 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 but but Jared Goff is healthier, um, a little bit taller, but uh, yeah, yeah. not by much. Yeah. <laughs> but I mean, they always play the Seahawks tough, no matter who is the starting quarterback, what team they have assembled. They always play the Seahawks tough, and I can see them also making a push for the playoffs in this division.
0: Yeah, that's true. I mean, and, and the Niners are a little weak at corner, but. I still, I mean, I would actually, I would actually pick the card. I actually bet on the Cardinals to win a division in the conference, just because the odds were so great. Yeah, because you it just like, don't know what you're going to get. What
1: was it plus? It, it 5, was high.
0: 000? It was high, uh, but it was also high for them to win the division. And I think the card. I mean, we don't know what we're going to get out of the Cardinals with Cliff Kingsbury coming to a second I know, year with we'll Kyler get, Murray. With we we'll
1: a, a six and ten season with a better offensive
0: line and uh, uh, Buda Baker just got signed at at safety. Yeah, a I don't big I don't, contract.
1: I don't die. I, I'm dying. Oh my god. You don't diet? Well, you do diet. <laughs> I don't I don't I don't doubt that they're gonna be a better team, but there's just so many good teams in this division that they'll still probably win six games because they'll probably lose all the games against their division opponents.
0: I mean the Seahawks are all in, the Niners are all in. Everybody. Uh the Rams. I mean, I just have a I just don't like the Rams, so I I probably underrate the Rams year in and year out just because I'm not a particularly I'm not particularly fond of the team. So but we'll see. I mean the Cardinals I think are going to be improved. How, how much improved they will be. It'll be better. I don't know. But, but, I mean, I would put it all on the Niners and the Seahawks in that division. I don't think any other team is making the playoffs out of that division.
1: Rams potentially.
0: Uh, you like the Rams. I don't like the Rams. But, L.A. Yeah. Homer over here. Yeah. All right, Franny. We will probably have to go through the other
1: rankings next week, unfortunately. Go ahead. Yeah, you don't want to do the wide receiver? You want to do the wide receiver rankings? Yeah, you know what? We might as well. We've been holding off. You know, the season is uh, two weeks away. So uh, once the season starts, we'll be talking about all the games and not so much about this stuff.
0: All right. So what do we have? We got the secondary rankings. We got the the uh, the totally correct from Ringer from the Ringer, the unbiased, totally correct ranking of all the NFL pass catching groups in the NFL 2020 edition. Uh, we're gonna go. For, oh, oh, look this! Oh, wow. Look at this! They that did it. Is,
1: they, that is a long list.
0: They did it the right way. From thirty-two to one, All I don't right. have to scroll All to the right. bottom and know. go up. Seriously,
1: you started scrolling down, but it looks like you don't have to, bend. So number thirty-two, the
0: Jacksonville Jaguars. Yeah, nothing to say there. <laughs> Washington, I think this is way too low because they had a good season last season and a season before that.
1: Uh, well, I think I think Terry McLaurin is a great weapon on that offense. Uh, you know, he, but he's pretty much the only one. Yeah, but they just—I mean—but they, they did play. They played pretty well last yeah, year. Okay. I mean, I think their defense really elevated them, not their offense. That's true. Uh, Thirty New York Jets. Yeah. <laughs> so
0: sorry, Jets. Patriots coming in at twenty nine, even though they have Julian Edelman.
1: Uh, I mean, I mean Julian. I mean, Nikhil Nikhil Harry also. And Mohamed Sanu. I'm yeah. not sure why they're yeah, at twenty nine. I mean, Mohamed Sanu is hit miss, you know. But uh, he's older, but he's still solid. Yeah, but you know, Nikhil Harry. We'll see what happens this year with Nikhil Harry. And there are seven like running backs that are going to be he's catching solid.
0: balls. Yeah, uh, twenty-eight the Raiders, the Las Vegas Raiders. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. That seems fair. Mm-hmm. Uh,
1: Twenty-seven the Packers. I'm I'm shocked that the Packers are this low.
0: Well, it is Devontae Adams and then a bunch of scrubs.
1: But you know who's throwing the ball? Aaron Rodgers exactly. and two a bunch of scrubs. Exactly. Yes.
0: Essentially. Uh,
1: what happened to Graham? Brees, what happened without, to Graham once he left the team? Yeah. You don't hear about Graham so much. No. But he elevates the players on his team. That's true. That's true. Even uh, he, I don't know I don't know why you hate Aaron Rodgers. I don't, uh,
0: he, I don't hate him. I just, I mean, I think he's a quality yeah, but, starter. I just think he's undisciplined and lacks uh, you he's know, not, the instinct with a killer instinct to win. He's not undisciplined. He's undisciplined. Liar. He is undisciplined. <laughs> 26, the Tennessee
1: Titans. How wait, How is he undisciplined? How is Aaron Rodgers... He Rogers... lets plays
0: break down. He doesn't call the plays as they are coming in from the sideline. He improvises too much. I mean, he calls his own plays too often.
1: He does improvise.
0: He lets plays break down too quickly. It doesn't let's stick move on. with his reads. Let's... <laughs> All right. Number 26. You just don't like him. You, just, I, I, you don't like Aaron Rodgers. There is something about him that runs me the wrong way. Yeah, that I is true. So. Uh,
1: 26, the Tennessee Titans. I agree with that. A.J. Brown and... Well, let's scroll up there, man. Scroll up. I mean, up, up, up. Up, 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 right there. Yeah. I mean, AJ Brown, Corey Davis. Yeah. Adam Humbert. Yeah. 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 I agree with that.
0: Pretty. I mean, yeah. I mean, you're throwing in running back Derrick Henry in there. I mean, I'm not sure why he didn't throw in the entirety of the New England running back crew. Uh 25, the Dolphins. Devontae Parker. Yeah. Matt Breitha, Meh. Yeah. Eh, yeah. I mean, that's, yeah. Not the greatest receiving quarter, actually. The Vikings minus. Stephon Diggs.
1: Yeah. Yeah. They would definitely be higher with Stefan Diggs, obviously. But, yeah, not the greatest receiving core.
0: Yeah. I mean, you're going to have a tougher year this year, Mr. Cousins. Uh, number 23. This is lower than I expected for the Niners with Debo Samuel, Kendrick Bourne, and Brandon Ayuk. Mm-hmm. And you got George Kittle. A team with George Kittle should not be in the <laughs> 20s, probably. Uh, the Chicago Bears coming in at 22 for your Nick See, Foles. I think the Niners should be ahead of the Chicago Bears. Uh, Allen Robinson, Anthony Miller, Ted Ginn, Riley Ridley. They got a pretty decent team. I mean, Tyree Cohen can catch the ball. Yeah, but ten, I mean, Ted Ginn has been in the league for how long now? At least 10. Yeah, but he's, he's, ten years he's only now. dropped like 0. .2 off his 40 time since he's been
1: in the league. But can he catch the ball?
0: Uh, if if with Nick Foles? <laughs> I think this is a. I think this is going to be nice with Nick Foles. Alan Robinson so. was open all of last year. I, I think the Niners. Trubisky couldn't hit
1: him. I think the Niners should be a little bit higher. Than I, I, that. I think this is. I think it's right.
0: I think that one's right. So, oh. uh, Indianapolis Colts, T. Y. Hilton and Scrubs a plenty. <laughs> I mean, Paris Campbell. I guess some people like him, but I'm not a huge fan. Uh, Twenty. Ooh, this is low. The Pittsburgh Steelers with Juju and Deontay Johnson and James Washington and Chase Claypool, that is low.
1: Oh, well, I, I, I think they're being punished from, uh, from last year's results with not having uh, a ben starting Ronsberger. caliber quarterback throwing the ball to them. I mean, Juju Smith-Schuster really did disappoint last year. I, I yep. really did expect That's him true. to take a step forward. He took a few steps back, actually. Yeah, but his quarterback couldn't take a few um, steps back I, I before think, he was on I his think, back. Yeah, I think Washington... You know, James Washington, I, th- I think he- he'll be better this year. I was actually impressed with some of his catches last year. And he's um, actually uh, allegedly performing well at training camp. That's what they say about every single player in right. training camp. But Chase Claypool is supposed to be good. And yeah. a tight end, Ben, Eric Ebron. You didn't know any tight ends for your team. Eric <laughs> yeah. Ebron is on there.
0: And we got, yeah, we're going to talk about that a little bit later. <laughs> but man, our tight ends are a mess. Um,
1: Ebron oh, can't really yeah. block. Well, well
0: yeah, there's, there's tight ends out there that can't block. like most, Zach Kurtz. Like most of them. Uh, Houston Texans coming in at 19. <laughs> That's what Minus DeAndre Hopkins. <laughs> exactly. Yeah, you got Randall Cobb cast off from three different teams. Will Fuller's... Yeah, I don't eh, mind Randall Cobb. I, he can I, stay I like healthy.
1: Cobb. I mean, Randall Cobb played well for the Dallas Cowboys last year. Yeah, he's he did. And good. Will Fuller could play great and, I mean, he, and, and Randall Cobb also played well for the Green Bay Packers. But, I mean, I think Randall Cobb is a solid, solid uh, wide receiver. Will Fuller, when he's healthy, he's one of the best wide receivers mm-hmm. in the league. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then you got Brandon Cooks, so... Yeah, I, I they, think I think they should probably be a little bit higher than that. Yeah, and they got Kenny Stills in there too. I mean, it's, mm-hmm. that's actually not that's a actually, bad. Yeah, crew. I, think, I think they should be a little bit
0: higher. The Ravens? Are you kidding me with this? Marquise I mean, Brown, a second-year player, Miles Boykin, Willie Sneed, Devin Duvernay, who should be playing, I guess, for the uh, Saints. Probably, he fit right into you know. I mean, the, the jerseys would sell like crazy. Devin Duvernay, <laughs> you know, the jerseys would sell. I'm telling you, uh, but I, I think this is way too high. For for this I, I for this they, particular they, they this, sh-
1: this group, yeah, I would say about twenty five would yeah, be. I mean, fine. are you kidding me? Yeah, yeah.
0: Marquise Brown yeah. is a second year player. Boykin yeah, is Jackson average. Does, Sneed Lamar is Jackson average. does
1: not have the best targets yeah. out there. That
0: is that is way too high. Uh, the Broncos.
2: That's
0: also, also way high. too high. With Sutton, Corliss, oh, Sutton, oh, yeah. Jerry, Judy, KJ Hamler, Jerry, Judy. He's good. Yeah, he's good. He's good. But, but also, this is a little
1: high. I would I would rate them a little
0: bit lower. Yes, definitely. Well, then you know the 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 expectations should be pretty high for Mr. Locke next year. Mm. Ah, the Bengals at sixteen. This is why I think the Bengals could be pretty good if Burrow could pull this shit together. Man, you got AJ Green, Tyler Boyd, T. Higgins, John Ross, Joe Mixon catching the ball, and tight on tight end CJ Uzama. Mm.
1: That's
0: a that's a nice group if if Burrow could pull this shit together. Yeah,
1: I would still rate them a little bit lower.
0: Of course, you would. <laughs> Oh, number fifteen, the Sea, C- the Seattle. Are Seahawks. you defending a team in your division? I
1: have to. You should take a shot for
0: that, for defending them, for defending them. All right, them.
1: I'll take it. Yeah, well, I mean,
0: yeah, I yeah. think the Bengals are going to be. I think the Bengals are going to finish with a better division, right. better record,
1: that a... a better record let's, than the let's let's, let's garbage. Add Cleveland let's Browns. add that to our drinking game.
0: If we if we compliment a team in, the, compliment, in our division, you're not
1: allowed to compliment a team in your division. Uh, I think they're better than
0: the I think they're better uh, than the Browns by a long way now. <laughs> I do. I we're, think they're better. I think. I think. I think. I'll take a small. Baker one. Mayfield is essentially done, and I, I just. Well, don't, I, don't, I don't. I don't. Yeah. I. I, I, think, I can't argue with that. I mean, I know Kevin Stefanski has experience. He has, you know, a, got the a fairly man. good pedigree, and he's you know he knows what he's doing. put right, a know, little we'll bit more say, in there for him, oh, yeah. because we go. because mine, oh my because we're
1: both take I, you know. I'm taking oh, here shots here
2: okay
1: yeah yeah all right let's do this all right let's put that cork a back real on cork. there
0: the one thing that's real about this alcohol is it's got a real is...
1: cork is it real you know what it looks like it is real yeah i'm so, i'm i'm really shocked that yeah. for a low for a 15 dollar bottle it's, exactly yeah. i'm surprised all right let's do this all right cheers, all right, man. here we go all right because you know, I he's
0: taking over the podcast
1: now <laughs>
3: Oh,
0: can we move on? Can we uh, yeah. move on? We could definitely. That was not bad. Not bad. Number fifteen, the Seattle Seahawks. Tyler Lockett, DK Metcalf, David Moore, Philip Dorsett, Chris Carson, and Greg Olson. And they're bringing in another receiver this week. You know,
1: week. I, I think that's a little low, also. Or you know, I think they should be a little bit higher. Yeah. Uh, you know, with, with Lockett and I, Metcalf if, if alone, they actually decided to throw the ball downfield a little bit more, they'd find a little more success. Look, we are who we
0: are. <laughs> I'm Pete Carroll, and I'm not going
1: to throw the ball. Just know that. I mean, I'm not going I to. Mean, DK I don't Metcalf. care what the score I mean, is. We saw what D.K. Metcalf did in the playoffs against the Eagles. You just throw the ball up there. This dude, he's an athletic specimen. And Josh he's Gordon gonna to finds, be on the team you know to it, He's going to find space. I mean, if Greg Olson can stay healthy as a tight end, they've had tight end issues the last couple of years. If he can stay healthy, also another headache for opposing defenses. Yeah, and they've got a couple other tight ends that are going to play decent. Yeah, I think that's kind of low for them. Especially with the, the yeah quarterback. I mean, number one or number two right there, Ben. Number one. For Wilson. Number one. I mean, be, you got number one of the best throwing the ball to you. Number one. You should be
0: number one. Uh, yeah, you, put, you put Russell Wilson on the Chiefs there. They've been 16 games in the Super Bowl three years in a row. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> Mahomes lost some games. Uh, 14, the Detroit Lions with Galladay, Marvin Jones, Danny Amendola, Marvin Hall, DeAndre, DeAndre Swift,
1: and mm. TJ Hawkinson. I think that's way too high. I mean I think it's high it's a lot, you know it's it's a lot of players a lot of familiar names on there but uh they haven't performed well recently but it really depends on who's throwing them the ball last year not that great yeah but this year Stafford is mm. back We'll see how Stafford plays 13 the Carolina Panthers Oh why why <laughs> That doesn't make any
0: sense. DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, Robbie Anderson—who was not—I mean, uh, come here, Rob. Just because Robbie Anderson was the best receiver on the Jets and he got a contract with the Panthers doesn't make him a good
1: receiver. Yeah, I mean, Seth well, Roberts, you know, it, Christian McCaffrey can play every single position. You can probably play quarterback as well. Um, so maybe that drags them up a little bit higher in the rankings. But yeah, I, I think the the Panthers are a little higher. Yeah.
0: You know, plus, if you, you know, if you share that many similarities to Jack Skellington. I just, don't, I just don't want you out there on the field. I mean, these real skinny, lanky receivers, they scare the hell out of me. Because it's just one good blow and they're down.
1: I'm surprised that the Eagles are on this list already.
0: I did. I'm, I'm very shocked. That and the and they're not here. Out. And the Giants are ahead. At number 12. Gi- the New York Giants and number also 12. Also,
1: another team with big-name players that have not performed well for their team. But Sterling Shepard for their been, former
0: teams, he, yes, he's been in the league for a long time. Golden Tate's been on the team on the league for a long time. Darius Slayton's been around. I mean, what has Golden Corey Tate Coleman, done? Saquon Barkley, and Evan Ingram?
1: What has Golden Tate done since his Detroit Lions days?
0: A lot of gesticulations when he catches a really important pass. <laughs> but no, I'm not a huge. I mean, Golden Tate, I think, is a, a decent possession receiver.
1: Evan Ingram, you know, good tight end. Saquon Barkley, that seems no, way high for I mean, me. I mean, he's a great running back. Golden but Tate as, is, as far is as six of the bottom a, backfield, a, not the greatest.
0: Golden Tate is to me, it's it, you know, Cole Beasley. I mean, yeah, it, it, I mean, there's these guys exist on many, many teams. Yeah. Oh, number eleven, the Atlanta Falcons. Well, any team with Julio Jones, Julio, yeah,
1: Julio Jones, but definitely, Calvin
0: yeah. Ridley, Russell Gage, Laquan Treadwell, Todd Gurley, allegedly catching balls, and Hayden Hurst at tight end. That, that's
1: fair. Mm-hmm, yeah,
0: yeah. The number ten, the Cardinals. DeAndre Hopkins boosted them from worst to first. Mm-hmm.
1: But also, Larry Fitzgerald.
0: Yep, and he's coming yeah. back for what <laughs> appears to be his nineteenth
1: season <laughs> yeah. or his eighteenth. It's one of those. I mean, it it or seems like he's season? been in the league for thirty years now. Um, but man, I, I just, I just love that guy. I mean, I mean, he's seriously, he, was a, he he's, played he's against won, the Steelers
0: in the Super Bowl he, when the Steelers beat him. He's he's, you he's know how he's, long
1: ago that was? He's one of my favorite wide receivers of all time. I mean, this guy. What he does, what he does year in and year out. I mean, he has more tackles than he has dropped passes yeah. in the league, yeah. and that is that is amazing for as long as he's been in the league. I can't believe it. That's why that's what, amazing. this
0: is why I sneaked a little bet in there on yeah. them to win the division and to, and to win the conference. Eh, it's not gonna happen. It's possible. Nope. It's possible. Eh, it's, not <laughs> it's not gonna happen. It's oh, not gonna happen. The Bills, at number nine. Well, Stefan
1: Diggs again with Cole Beasley. Why do you throw Cole Beasley? Hey, in look, here? I like I like Cole Beasley. I thought that was a huge mistake for the Cowboys to let go yeah, of but he's Cole good. Beasley. He's, a, he's Golden Tate essentially with with better hands. <laughs> well, he's Julian Edelman basically. He was he was Edelman. but Julian he can't take a Edelman. hit like Julian Edelman can take well, a hit. I mean, Julian. Oh, I mean, okay, that's that's a different story. But I mean, as far as catching the ball, this guy, I mean, he has stickum. Like what's that stuff that put on their hands? What was that? Stick them. Stick them. Stick them. It yeah, is. Some Elmer, em. Elmer glue. Well, now they have uh, the gloves that are, are like glue. pre-stick them. Exactly. And and I, I think Colby, that was a huge mistake for the Cowboys. Let this guy go. I think, you know, Buffalo uh, made a great decision to bring him on board.
0: Yeah, definitely. And bring John in, Brown.
1: John Brown, speedster down the field. He could go throw the ball down. To yeah. Him. I mean, this is what you want. You want two and then,
0: speedsters who run down the field with a quarterback that can't throw the ball down the field. And then you got Stephon, That's a really good. That's a
1: very good. You got Stephon Diggs.
0: Yeah, I mean, I, I agree. I, I just wish they but had a the different. But the only thing co- is going, quarterback the quarterback can't hit these guys. That's the that's the that's the one issue. But, <laughs> the issue is you should have been having yeah. guys that are tough, big players that can get the ball down the yard, fifteen yards down the field, not forty yards down the yeah. field.
1: Yeah, yeah, because they'll be overthrown or underthrown.
0: Yeah, so hopefully, you know, Josh Allen can hit these guys.
1: Nope, they won't, He won't.
0: Number eight. The Los Angeles Chargers are going to completely throw away this wide receiver core by starting <laughs> Tyrod Taylor, so it doesn't really matter who these receivers are. Keenan Allen, Mike Williams, Joe Reed, K.J. Hill, Austin Eckler, and Hunter Henry.
1: I, well, that's nice. That, that's, that's, that is definitely a nice core of of uh, guys that can catch the Yeah,
0: but just don't let Justin Herbert throw the ball to them. <laughs> Number seven, your L.A. Rams, because you're what? constantly talking them up. Robert well, well, you, Woods, you're talking them down, Ben. I, here's what well, here's what I say. You're very negative on the yeah on the Rams. Yeah, I say nobody, Cooper Cup, nobody, 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 nobody. Wait, wait, Cooper Cup. That's Cooper why I Cu- mentioned his name because the rest he's the only one. The rest are all nobodies. Robert, Robert Woods, Woods, Josh
1: Reynolds, Van Jefferson. Give me a. No, break. I, I would rate them a little bit low. Right? You know, Everett is a good. Is Everett is a, a good tight end, and even Tyler Higby as well. <sighs> they have Gosh. two solid tight ends there.
0: You and your freaking Rams.
1: Number six. This seems
0: the Philadelphia Eagles. I'm shocked. That well, the Eagles you take are, it away. I, 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 can't, well, I won't comment on this one. Well,
1: no, I'm, I'm, I'm I'm shocked that the Eagles are this high on the list, you know, with Deshaun Jackson, he was able to play. And he's not like even, 37, not, isn't not he? even,
0: not even well, he's like 32,
2: right?
1: not even two games. I mean, he basically played a game and a half for the Eagles last season. Alshon Jeffrey. I've always been a big fan of Alshon Jeffrey. Even even when he was with Chicago, I was a huge fan of his, um, you know, Jalen Rager, we don't know. We'll see. We don't know what to expect from this guy. Uh Miles Sanders. Ball signs, Miles Sanders, his he, he can catch the ball out of the backfield. Zach Ertz and Dallas Goddard. I think those those two guys, guys right there. The exactly. List. I yeah. think those two guys right there, that's probably the best tandem for tight ends in the league right there. It might be the t- best
0: tight end tandem in the history of the league. I don't know if I'd
1: go that far, but
0: uh maybe, maybe actually you
1: know what? Thinking about it, maybe I would, Ben. Yeah,
0: I mean, you've, uh, got, you know, you've had a lot of teams that have had some great tight ends with Gronk and Tony Gonzalez and, uh, I mean, you know, other guys out there, but never has have any of those guys played with someone else that's ranked in the top five, six, seven in the league. Yeah, so but I mean, both the only problem these is
1: these guys have injury history. So, I mean, like, with Deshaun Jackson, I don't expect him to finish the season. With Alshon Jeffrey, I expect him to play maybe nine or ten games. Um, Jalen Regor... Rookie, he should we'll play see. the entire season. We'll see what happens with him. Hopefully, he's healthy in the entire season. You notice uh, JJ the white
0: Whiteside is not on this list.
1: Yeah, no. After only one yeah, season, yeah, yeah, he's yeah, dropped yeah. from the list entirely. Yeah, he should be dropped from the NFL. Uh, but you know, I, as I, should Kelly uh, Roseman I, I, <laughs> for picking him. Well, no, he's he's done some other good. <laughs> yeah, things, that's true.
0: Some but, other I good mean, things but, for the, the He team. was a he was he was a flop when he when they picked him, and he was a flop when he got yeah. on the field well we had dK Metcalf hanging out there i know that same I just draft. that are that whiteside pick I'll never understand that one
1: well i mean he, he came from what usc um and he was i i think he was usc player, right uh, i uh, I don't remember i can't remember exactly where he came from but he was he was pretty good in his college phase. he was
0: but that that pick it even it just just shocked you just, me you at just the time just, never, that know. They took you just him.
1: never know but let's let's move on i'm 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 shocked that the Eagles are this
0: high yeah but because of the tight ends i mean easily i mean i, I would i would Love well, to do I mean, the research know, with,
1: with, 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 and um, make the
0: argument that that's the best tight end tandem. Well, with New England, ever. they had
1: they had. Um, I mean,
0: Mike Dicka, nobody else with them.
1: Yeah, well, I mean, they had Aaron Hernandez and Gronk on the same team for a minute at the same time for, for a minute. But uh, that, that that was season a, season and a half. That was a very good tandem right there.
0: Yeah, that was. Uh, I mean, if it, if it had lasted over a number of years, I would I'd put them probably number one. But it la- was a very short lived. It's unfortunate what happened there, but you know. Uh, from beginning to end, unfortunate. Yeah. Unfortunately, uh, number four. Oh my god! Number five, the New Orleans Saints. Well, Michael
1: Thomas. My, we have Michael Thomas there. You got. You, you're gonna be close to the top with yeah, my, but, just just Michael Thomas. Yeah, but you got Emmanuel Sanders, who's another year and older, and Ben, a former Steeler, yeah, the right former there, former
0: Steeler, and he's going on to do great things. Ah, uh, Smith, not bad. Alvin Kamara. You oh, know, Alvin Kamara yeah. obviously can catch the ball out of the backfield and tight end. Jared Cook. Yeah, and look at how they list Taysom Hill. Running back, wide receiver, quarterback, tight end. I don't think he plays all those positions on a regular basis, but. Yeah. Number four. Oh, my God. The Cleveland Browns. That tells you how terrible they are. They have Odell Beckham, Jarvis Landry, Nick Chubb, Kareem Hunt, Austin Hooper, and David
1: (laughs) Joku, and they still fucking suck. that That is a pretty good lineup of players right there. Yeah. Beckham, Landry, Chubb, Hunt, Hooper, and Njoku. I mean, even Njoku, it, it, he doesn't get enough credit for what he does on the field because of the quarterback play. Yeah, if but I he's were, also very good, a very good tight yeah, end.
0: If I were the Browns, I would offer Miami a first round pick for Ryan Fitzpatrick tomorrow. Yeah. Just to get a serviceable quarterback in there that can hit open receivers. Mm. Look at those receivers. Look at those guys. Hey, Baker Mayfield could run all the commercials he wants about his stadium and cleaning up the bathroom <laughs> for the guests that are coming over. But look at and this is the same lineup he had last year. Yeah, pretty much. It's pathetic. Yeah. Oh, number three, the
1: Dallas Cowboys. All right, I don't want to take any more shots. Amari Cooper. I'm not taking any more shots here. But how is this? I mean, CD Lamb's no, a rookie. No, no, I, I do, I do agree with. But CD a rookie. No, uh, he seems like he might be a fairly decent rookie. We'll see what happens with him. A lot year. of guys seem like J.J. I'll just say on Whiteside was well, supposed I to mean, be a great on, player. He,
0: No, he wasn't. Yeah, but Michael Gallup is average at best. CeeDee Lamb is a rookie.
1: Elliot Cooper, really, Cooper. Elliot doesn't really catch the ball at the backfield.
0: And again, if you are on the fucking sidelines during a must-win game in the fourth quarter, you are not a top-tier receiver. If your coaching staff does not have enough confidence in you to put you out there, on the field when you must win the game, I think Amari was more, Cooper.
1: I think it was more of a Cooper thing than a and than a coaching decision. Well, either whatever happened there, it shouldn't have happened. No, obviously no. But it was great for the Eagles. But that that's pathetic. Yeah, I mean, Gallup is average. CD Lamb's a rookie. Well, Gallup actually, I think Gallup doesn't get enough average. I, 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 I don't think he gets enough credit. Oh fuck!
0: Wait, didn't you just say we're going to take <laughs> shots if we compliment the other team? And you didn't even have to. Damn it, Ben.
1: <laughs> yeah, we'll line it up. Uh, line it up. All right, all right. Well, we'll take a break. If after I this. already we'll take have it, we'll not made enough sense in tonight's podcast, I will make less sense moving <laughs> through the podcast. Because uh, 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 we started pre-gaming pretty uh, early uh, for this one. Oh,
0: Michael Gallup, you know, I think maybe he's up there with Julio Jones. No, no, he's not, I didn't I did not say I think that. I think they're selling the Cowboys short right here. I did not Garrett that. Jason Garrett was very underrated. that's actually larger. And, you know, Mike McCarthy, how dare he come in and take the job of Jason Garrett, who was clear a better head coach. But you also take a, a semi-small shot. I'll take a small one. S- semi. But this is garbage. Cooper, Gallup, Lamb, Smith, Tetris Ezekiel means, Elliott. Give me a break. Is he, Ezekiel Elk, I'm Elliott can catch... i stay
1: here a little bit later. And Blake Jarwin.
0: Are you freaking kidding me? <laughs> For the
1: Elliot Elliott, Elliott can catch
0: the ball? Yes. He could. But he doesn't do it on a routine basis yeah. like someone like Alvin Kamara. I, you know, like
1: you said, we don't know what to expect from CeeDee Lamb. I don't know what to expect from CeeDee Lamb, but CeeDee Lamb was one of the top receivers in the draft this season. I, and I, so o- was I, I, I was think the outside. only reason they took CeeDee Lamb is so the Eagles wouldn't be able to pick him up, just like Dallas got I can't the season wait
0: to see Chase before. Claypool score two or touchdowns two in before. the
1: game against the Cowboys
0: and watch CeeDee Lamb catch one ball for nine yards. <laughs> Let's take the shot. Uh, well, damn it. Because if there's one thing we know about the Cowboys, they don't draft well. Uh, number two. That gets worse. gets worse. worse. I know. It gets worse as it goes. Uh, uh, number two, the Tampa Bay. What was that, Ben? Was that DSW? Buck, We're looking at DSW. Buck, We're to get some work boots or something. Yeah, I'm going to get a little, uh, some work boots just to walk through the shit that Franny is talking over there. <laughs>
1: It's just I need I need some I need some Timberlands I need some Timbalance just to walk through that. <laughs> that yeah, okay. Thank you. Yeah, that is true. That is true. I mean I wasn't trying to defend the Cowboys, but there are some def- there, there are some receivers Ooh, there. Gallup, that, Gallup is, you know, he's he's outstanding. Well, he was out there for that play. He was out there for the for the Cowboys. Oh, because
0: he wasn't he didn't have any chance of getting a five year one hundred million dollar contract. <laughs> uh number true. two, the Tampa Bay Bucks. Mike Evans. I I gotta agree with this one. Well, Chris yeah. Godwin, Scott Miller, yeah. Ronald Jones, Rob
1: Gronkowski, O. J. Howard. I mean, well, I mean, just with Mike Evans and Chris Godwin, those guys are both yeah. amazing wide receivers, and they also have a couple guys. And that then you got get, OJ get, Howard, they, you got Gronkowski out there. I mean, talking about tight end duos, look at that duo right there.
0: Yeah, and they also have some guys who can get hot in streaks. So that that's a great. Receiving
1: core. Yeah. Number, oh, well, God. You know, Number I one, the
0: Kansas City Chiefs. I, is I, this a quarterback ranking I, I, or a receiver ranking? Yeah.
1: I, I, see, I, I don't agree with this. I do not agree. Tyreek
0: Hill scrub, 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 scrub. Because scrub.
1: with these guys on any other team, they're not going to find the same sort of success that they did with Kansas City. I mean, Rob, the reason the, they did is because the offense was run around these guys.
0: Yeah. I mean, Demarcus Robinson's okay. McCall Harbin's okay. Sam no, Watkins they're, is a little older, but never really panned out. Yeah, I mean, Travis, Travis Kelsey's Travis obviously Kelsey Travis, Travis, is, Travis. Yeah, I mean, obviously the second best
1: tight end in the league, if not the yeah, best. I mean, top three, top three for sure. Oh, number one. You know what? I mean, you know, uh, you know, Tyree Kill. He has great hands. He's fast as fuck. Yeah. I mean, he's he's a fast guy. Um, for Sammy Watkins though, I mean, Sammy Watkins gets way too much credit in this league. I mean, you know, he had, he had a few good years there, but with, you know, last year, the year before, he just had a really good quarterback and he played pretty well for, you know, the beginning portion of the season. But later on the season, he wasn't that great. Um, so I mean, with, with, with this ranking, I don't completely agree with them being number one. Um, I, I think that's that's more just the quarterback right there.
0: I agree. Yeah. I agree. And and the way the offense is run. All right. Yeah. Franny, that's it for the NFL news. We are only one hour and, and thirty nine minutes. minutes in.
1: Yeah, we're gonna have to get through all the other stuff pretty quickly.
0: Yeah, exactly. You wanna take a quick break and yes. we'll be right back.
1: All right, hold tight everybody. <laughs> And we are back. We just went through the wide receiver rankings, Ben. That was a lot of fun. We held off yeah, for was. a few weeks right there. But uh, you know, we, we don't agree with the rankings there, but it was Definitely a lot of not. fun. Uh and next up on the big board, Ben, we have our sure. shout out to our new and loyal listeners out there.
0: Yes, if you stuck with us this long, thank you all to our new listeners as well as the listeners that have been with us for a long, long time. We appreciate all of you. We thank you from the bottom of our hearts for listening to this show and for supporting the show. Since 2018, we have been a show about football, fun, friends, whiskey, and beer reviews. And since you're listening tonight, tomorrow, in the car, on your way to work, Working out, walking around the block, whatever you're doing, uh, please consider heading to our website com or search Thirsty Gold podcast on the web and subscribe, rate, and review our show. We'd love it if you would leave us a rating and a review, especially on Apple Podcasts. Play where is it? All the way over on the right, you said, Fronty. What's that? The the button for the rating for on Apple oh, Podcasts. Yes. Five stars, Ben. Five stars on the right. Uh, please tell a friend, a family member, a co-worker, a stranger, <laughs> just one person that you know. This week, please tell one of these people about our podcast and grab their phone and please get our podcast in their podcatcher. That is your homework assignment for this week. We blew up on Pandora this week. We had a, a huge number of listeners on Pandora. So thank you all for listening to us on Pandora. We truly, truly appreciate all of you. Uh, and please come back for more episodes next week and throughout the NFL season. We thank you all so much. Friday, what's next up on the
1: big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, is our tag team news, our thirst and goal news, your Steelers, Ben, my Eagles and Sonya's Seahawks. And it looks like we have Sonya's Seahawks first. On the docket. All right. First up, uh, what we should say, Franny is a huge Eagle fan. If you didn't guess
0: that already, I am a huge Steeler fan. And Sonya, who has been on the podcast before and for many, 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 many weeks, but is not, back. A, not as a huge fan <laughs> of being on the podcast in the, in the off-season, <laughs> uh, but she will be back and she is a huge Seahawk fan, if not the biggest Seahawk I, I, fan I, well, I know.
1: Well, she had um,
0: Crafts Night. Yeah, so Crafts Night. night. It yeah, was yeah. like... Uh,
1: Glamour Halloween. Glamourween. Yeah, yeah. So I mean, you know, you know, she's she's um quite happy to sit inside, do that, and then afterwards you know, watch "Say Yes the Dress." Usually, she, watch, she watches it with Ben, but tonight Ben is on the podcast. So, yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah.
0: So, I mean, this or, or married if, or married fiance. at first sight. Yeah, married at first sight or uh, Bride and Prejudice. This is what we watched them all.
1: When you get married, yes,
0: exactly. Although Bride and Prejudice, not a bad show. We should probably have
1: reviews for your uh... for Bride and Prejudice. Yeah. <laughs> I didn't know that the Bride and Prejudice. Oh wow. The yeah. people that come up with these things are genius.
0: Yeah. It actually yeah, because they suck you in. You think, oh my God, this is ridiculous, it's stupid, <laughs> it's below me. And then you watch it and you're like, hmm, okay. <laughs> uh, or or the one where the uh where it's like a, a multi millionaire marries a regular like regular person like me or like you. I, I, and I then you go through all the drama between the two, the couple when one person has money and the other doesn't. It's it's
1: it's yeah. it's ridiculous. On I wish space. I had those problems, but I don't have those problems. I'm not the millionaire. I'm not the one that's yeah. looking, that's that's actually with a millionaire. So, if, although that's not uh, as big a problem. Yeah. Well, it seems. Like a problem finding a woman with millions of dollars. Yeah,
0: that is true. (laughs) All right. First up, we have the Seahawks. When Russell Wilson turned 29, 29, they've already wasted so many years of his career. In 2017, he told Mike Florio that he planned to play until he was in his mid 40s. And two more seasons of football haven't done anything to change his mind. Wilson has continued to play at a high level and he's remained healthy, which has left him with little reason to think about an earlier end date for his career. In an interview with Connor Orr of Sports Illustrated that features Wilson breaking down some of his most impressive plays, Wilson again said he's taking the very long view about the length of his career. I just turned 31, Wilson said. I'm right at the beginning of my prime. I have so many more years left, at least 10 plus years left. I'm just getting started. That's the fun part for me. My goal is to play another 15 years, which would put him at 46 years old. The prospect of such a long career is becoming easier to contemplate, thanks to players like Tom Brady and Drew Brees. Although Drew Brees, Philip Rivers,
1: Philip Rivers, up and Philip
0: Rivers, although mobility has played a bigger role in Wilson's success than it has for those two quarterbacks, that could alter Russell Wilson's chances of going down the same path. But there's no reason for him to think about any short-term limit to his career at this point. Friday, what do you think about Russell Wilson playing until he's forty? six
1: well years old. well we just had sonya walk outside we just had a perfect timing right now russell wilson hopefully he can play up to that i mean if he can find an offensive line he can definitely play until he's 46 years old but if he plays behind the same offensive line that he's had for what the last 10 years or this so this might be the last year not, of his career he's not <laughs> Agree. <laughs> sonya agrees uh he's he's not going to play that long definitely yeah but, but i hope he does He's definitely one of the best.
0: Yeah, but I mean, I think with Breeze, I mean, I wouldn't throw Breeze into that bucket. I would throw maybe Brett Favre into that bucket. Breeze is not playing at a high level anymore. Well, I mean, come on. But Tom Brady is playing at a high level. So far. Well into his mid 40s. How he he
1: performs this season.
0: I think Russell Wilson has the skill, but more importantly, he has the intellectual capacity and the, you know, the smarts on the field to know where to be, how to get hit, when to get hit how hard to get hit, Extremely. uh, that he can, I think he can extend his
1: career because he just doesn't take those. You know what? You know, you know whose opinion I would love to hear? Sonia's? Sonia's. You're going to have to lean down down into one of these microphones. Here here you are, Sonia. Put on
0: these headphones. All right. Sonia's going to put on the headphones and she's going to tell us what she thinks about Russell Wilson saying he wants to play for 15 more years. Sonia.
3: I tend to agree with Frana here. I think if they put him behind the same offensive line, it will not happen. I am knocking on whatever I've got here. I'm I fear What is? I fear that if he gets hurt, <laughs> that's it for him. I mean, I do. I do. I do. I honestly do.
0: Like one injury and he's like I'm done. I'm out of here. No. I'm going off with my with my, my star-studded girlfriend and I'm not coming back.
3: I, I don't blame him. I'd go off with her, his star-studded wife. <laughs> All right.
0: Thanks for bringing her on the podcast. I'm old news. Ben is old news.
3: <laughs> okay. Right.
0: Uh, but, but Sonia, I mean, do you, you I mean, this is a good, it's a good point, right? I mean, he's never really suffered a, a significant Don't say that. injury. So, Stop
3: it.
0: you know, he's speaking, and Tom Brady hasn't why, either.
3: Why are you throwing that out there?
0: Oh, I'm sorry. She's superstitious, folks. Knock it off. Uh, but Tom Brady has never suffered a significant, I mean, one injury, he missed almost a whole season.
3: Right. Right,
0: yeah. But so you think that Russell Wilson is, is looking at this through rose-colored glasses?
3: No, I don't. I, I don't think so either. I, I mean, he's a smart man. I just heard you man crush all over him. You know, I love he's the, he's
0: the best quarterback in
3: the league. I What?
0: Yeah, Well, if you were on the podcast, you would know I've been saying that for like how many weeks now?
3: No. <laughs> Ron It'll is probably, shaking his no. head, no.
0: That's not true. I've been saying it for weeks. <laughs> months, if, if not. If not months. I think he's the best quarterback in the league, hands down. Uh, if he played for the Kansas City Chiefs Wrong. behind the— Oh, he's Who's definitely he? better than Roethlisberger. If he if he played with the Kansas City Chiefs O-line, Andy Reid, those play callers and those receivers, he'd, he'd go 16-0 three years in Absolute, a row. Absolutely. I agree with you.
3: I agree with you. I agree with you. Yeah. You're right.
0: Yeah, we should probably just stop the podcast now and publish it. Drop just, the mic. Uh, this is like the perfect, you know, and Sonia and just go to bed. <laughs> this is like the best point we've had, you know, during the quarantine. Uh, but yeah, so you think that uh, Russell Wilson can play for 15 more years?
3: He can play. Will he? Probably not.
0: What would you like out of the Seattle Seahawks? Would you like to see him play for five years, ten years? How many Uh, years?
3: I'd like, how old is he right now? 31. 31. Let's give him, let's give him nine years.
0: Play till he's 40?
3: Yeah. And then just drop the mic.
0: Make another $500 (laughs) million probably within that time period?
3: Yeah. Yeah. Okay. I, Fair enough. I think enough. he's good. I think he's good. But if they keep throwing him behind the same O-line, I don't know. I don't know. At some point, he's just going to say F off. I'm what? done. I'm over it.
1: Or he's going he to go off, he's the go off to band. another team.
3: I don't see him abandoning. Bill Belichick, yeah. Russell Wilson connection.
1: middle finger up to the rest of the team on the sideline when he gets injured. Yeah, him
0: and, you know, was it Earl <laughs> Thomas? And,
3: yeah, now you know where Earl is, right?
0: Uh, he's at home right now.
3: Yeah, that's right.
0: <laughs> With his agent looking for a contract.
3: That's right. That's right.
0: He's in he's actually in Florida right now with Antonio Brown saying, Tell me what you did because I want to do what you did. I don't
3: know. I see the Eagles picking him up. <laughs> All right. I'm out of here.
0: All right. Thank you, Sonia. Thank you. All right. Her her what was it called? It was called uh gallo galenwen? ween, Glamoween. Glamoween.
1: Yeah, so, well, a so, so so we heard the voice of Sonia, the female voice of our show. <laughs> finally, after about five or six, seven, eight weeks mm-hmm. span, she finally made an appearance. Thank you, Sonia, Absolutely. for sharing your opinion yep. with Russell Wilson for Russell Wilson. Yep. Yeah, so I know, like like Sonya said, if 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 he's still behind the same uh, offensive line that he has been for his entire career, um, he's not going to have the same sort of longevity. That Tom Brady has had in his career, or Philip Rivers, as well, Drew Brees, same thing. Um, you know these Again, guys. Again, Drew Brees is not in those, in that category. Well, I mean come on he's, he's what 39 40 years old yeah, 40, he said, 40, great
0: teams great receivers great coaches and he just fell off a well, cliff yeah but he also didn't get
1: sacked multiple times I mean he's not running for his life well, he can't get sacked he's not Ben line. Roethlisberger he can't but, just shake
0: people off he's, you know you, you hit Drew Brees he's going to crumple up like an aluminum can
1: of coke yeah. that's been sitting in the dirt for two years. but days. I mean you know as, it also um, seems like I mean, just like Todd Gurley. I was surprised that Todd Gurley was 26 years old. I mean, even Russell Wilson at 31 years old, I'm shocked that he's only 31 years old still. I mean, I would have guessed he was a little bit older um, just because of what he's accomplished in the league. It seems like he's been around forever. Um, but yeah, I mean... But playing, he started early in playing, his career, playing, as he, he did. Yeah, exactly, exactly. And he was a late pick in the draft. But, um, you know, I, I, I don't see him playing, you know up to the age of about 43 years old right now where Tom Brady is, I don't see him having that same longevity.
0: Yeah, I don't know. I mean, we're, we're talking another nine years before he even hits 40. And 10 years ago, it was inconceivable that a quarterback would play until they were 40 years old. Now we're talking about 45 years old. So what will we be talking about 10 years from now? 10 mm-hmm. years from now, we could be talking about someone who's playing, you know, at my age, at 48, 49 years old. <laughs> but, I mean, it is Let's possible get ahead of ourselves, Ben. It is possible
1: <laughs> are, at the uh, quarterback. position. Are you vying for a position for an I, NFL team? I might, I might be able to You've you been working out lately. Yeah, that's true. I mean, I see those biceps, those triceps. I tear a muscle just doing a skull yeah. crusher. I don't know yeah. if I can actually, I don't know if you're I can you're actually You're a little short for a, for a for a quarterback, though. I mean, well, actually, so is Russell Wilson. Russell Wilson is also, he's a little more mobile than you are. But think about he it. it. They, seems if they
0: keep changing the rules to make it more beneficial for the offense, if the, if the penalties for hitting the quarterback, you know, continue to be significant and continue to be called on a routine basis, I mean, it is possible. I mean, Tom Brady wouldn't be playing now if he were Ben Roethlisberger no. or you no, know of one of these guys not. that takes hits on a routine basis. No. He just, Deshaun Watson, he just couldn't play that way because mm-hmm. he would just he just they get hit too hard. But Brady has really been good about not getting hit. Russell Wilson has been really good about well, not the getting team, hit.
1: The team has been good about him not getting hit. But Sonny uh,
0: Sunny brings up a good point. I mean, Wilson has not had you know one of those blindside hits that takes you out of a game, takes you out of a season
2: mm-hmm, yet. Mm-hmm.
0: So what happens when that when when he does encounter a situation where he's unable to avoid the hit and really gets hurt?
1: Difficult, I mean it's, it's 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 difficult to say, but I mean, you know, at, at, at 31, even he was... 32, 33 years old, you know, I, I, I still think he'd be able to bounce back, but I mean, you know, the, the Seahawks and, 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 we've been harping on this for, you know, since we started this podcast, you know, they definitely have to protect this guy. They have to protect the, 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 the treasure that they have in the quarterback position, um, you know he, he could bounce back but if it's you know if he's 36 37 38 years old once he gets to that point it's really difficult to say what would happen and you know these other guys have taken hits at at that age um so for for um for Wilson uh to say that he wants to play for an extended period of time they definitely have to protect him yeah, I mean, I mean it's, it, it's, know, it's tough yeah a couple of years okay but beyond that what are they going to do then i mean i would make every effort to
0: keep him healthy yeah, yeah. i mean i mean these guys don't come along once in oh. a lifetime once in a century i mean the steelers have Roethlisberger, bradshaw <laughs> neither one of those guys is as good as russell wilson slash you know slash yeah i mean the the, the chiefs have patrick mahomes i mean the the saints got Drew Brees, the the packers got Favre and rogers but these guys don't come around very often yeah on a team, and to not do everything in your power within reasonable parameters to protect them and put playmakers around them, mm-hmm. it 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 just it does. Yeah. If he gets sort injured, of, if he like, gets does injured, Pete Carroll think these guys just grow on trees. Yeah. He can just mean, go if, draft if another injured, Russell Wilson.
1: You know, well, if he if he gets injured in this year, he can come back, but. If he gets injured a few years from now, is he going to have that same sort of longe- longevity that Philip Rivers or Drew Brees or or Tom Brady has had? I don't think so. I you know I mean it's something that really they really have to protect if they want to find any sort of success for the future. They have to protect protect this guy, you know, beyond you know thirty one years. I mean it's it's, it's I mean I, I don't know how many times we can say it, how many times the fans can say it. I mean it seems like we know better yeah. than their front office knows. But it's disgusting that we know and they don't know. I mean, it's it's especially. I mean, especially if the Patriots
0: implode now. You'll. I mean, twenty years with Tom Brady there. How many? Nine Super Bowls, six Super Bowl wins over the course of twenty years. Playoff appearances, almost every single year. Playoff appearances, even in the years where Brady was hurt.
1: Yeah. But you, you. they didn't make the playoffs when uh, Castle took oh, over. Oh, when Castle took over. Yeah, you
0: know they were eleven and
1: five, but they didn't make the playoffs.
0: And it's and it's you see the kind of success you can have over a long period of time, if both the quarterback is smart and the team, you know the offensive coordinator calls plays that keep the the quarterback upright, and the general manager and the head coach make picks in the draft that keep him healthy mm-hmm. and keep mm-hmm. him protected. Yeah. I mean, it's 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 so many teams in the NFL right now. Are just starving for a quarterback, begging for a quarterback, and just desperate for one. And you have a Russell Wilson or a Patrick Mahomes or an Aaron Rodgers or a Brett Favre. I mean, you have to do everything you can to make the most of what you have. And the Packers and the Seahawks have decided not to do that. Yeah, Uh, and and it's 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 troubling.
1: Yeah, well, it's a recurring theme. It seems like it's just recurring year after year. I mean, it's, it's it's. Thirty-one now. Yeah, I mean, I mean,
0: mean, Rodgers should have four or five rings. Wilson should probably have three by
1: now. I mean, there was there was the argument with, um, you know, Aaron Rodgers, with how many years he's he's played in the league. Is is it you know a disappointment with only one Super Bowl with his skill level? Should he have more? But it's not all on him. I mean, it has to do. With the entire team with his receiving core that we saw in, in our wide receiver rankings right there, he doesn't have the best core. No, he and he's, best not he's not as disciplined as well. Awesome.
0: Come on. He's not. He's not. Dead not. Dead I'm dead not going to go back dead. on what I said 20 minutes ago. Yeah. Are you sure? Yeah. I mean, he's you're, not as you're disciplined. Good at that. He's not. Yeah, I know. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But that's, you
1: know, Skip. I'm Skip Bayless. You're very good at contradicting yourself, Bayless. Ben. You're very good on even other.
0: Well, maybe I should be on ESPN then. Yeah, all well, I have to do is to say that. Yeah. I could be Colin Coward, just say the opposite thing this Monday that I'm going to say next Monday.
1: Yeah, well, hey, that's...
0: that's and, all, and sign a $20 you're million deal. Ex- you're excellent at that. I mean, you're pretty good at that. So maybe I should be in broadcasting not, making not a lot more podcast.
1: money. Not on the podcast.
0: Yeah, that's true. But if you
1: argue long enough, that's so true. go back on what he said.
0: But I mean, but Rodgers, he's not as disciplined as he could be. But he should have more championships, and, and Russell Wilson should. should also have more championships. I mean, Tom Brady, he for all... He should have, too. But for all of what Tom Brady has done... I mean Bill Belichick always put him in a position to succeed every single year yeah it, when they didn't have the receivers, he drew up a new game plan for the tight ends and for the and for the running backs. when they didn't have an offensive line, the ball came out fast like he always had a plan for the situation that he was in and Russell Wilson, I think continues to be expected. To figure out his own plan yeah, exactly on the field when the play breaks down, rather than then scheming the offense around the the offensive line, the protections that they have.
2: Mm-hmm.
0: Mm-hmm. All right, friend, you want to move on to the Steelers? Yes, let's, let's, let's move on. Let's move on. It's, we're oh my god, it's almost two hours. All right, all right, Steelers, Steelers. The Steelers' hunt for tight end continues. The Pittsburgh Steelers signed former South Carolina tight end Kyle Markaway on Saturday. Chris Andemski of the Ooh. Pittsburgh Times or Pittsburgh Trib review reports. Markway had been signed by the New York Giants as an undrafted free agent but was released by the Giants last week. The 6-foot, 250-pound Markway started all 12 games for South Carolina last season, totaling 31 receptions at 349 yards and 2 touchdowns. He missed all but two games of the 2016-17 seasons because of a foot and rib injuries. Ooh, rib! According to several published scouting profiles, of Markway he is considered an excellent blocker. Markway proves and takes the roster spot of tight end Dax Raymond, who was waived and injured. The Steelers signed Raymond last month. This just shows—I mean, I mean—he may make the roster. He may not. But it just goes to show how 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 light years ahead teams like the Eagles are, teams like the Bucs are. I mean, we have struggled at the tight end position every single game since uh, Heath Miller retired a few years ago. I mean, we've had, you know, Jesse James, we've had Vance McDonald, who was a bust, who's still on the roster. Now he finally went out and got Eric Ebron. You know, you can't succeed in this league without a tight end, and the Steelers are are doing everything they can, so they went out and picked out another UDFA to go with uh, Eric Ebron, so I really hope that I know we did just pick them up because we have an injury, but I hope we can find a diamond in the rough here.
1: Yeah, well, I hope so. I mean, you know, we we talked about this, and we've talked about this for the last, uh, I'd say three or four weeks now with with the tight end. I mean, you weren't able to name a tight end on your roster, Ben. Um, so, I mean, like you said, it's an important position for all teams in the league. It really depends on, on, on how you utilize these guys. Um, but uh, I've never heard of... Him at all. Oh, definitely not. Yeah, but you know, we'll see how it pans out. Oh, we're trying to move on pretty quickly. Yeah, next up, Eagles. Yeah, the Eagles are looking to lock up what frani believes
0: to be the best tight end in the league. No, Zach Ertz. I, don't, I don't say a top three Eagle Star tight end. Zach Ertz is under contract through 2021, but the two sides have been exploring an extension just the same. After months of silence on that front, Jeff McLean of the Philadelphia Inquirer says contract toss, talks have resumed. Given the recent developments in the tight end market, that is not altogether surprising. The 49ers agreed to a historic contract with George Kittle earliest month, and the Chiefs reached an accord with Travis Kelsey almost immediately thereafter. As Jeremy Fowler of the of ESPN.com observes, the Eagles had been monitoring or, am, or were monitoring the Kittle and Kelsey situations, and Philadelphia could finalize something with Ertz in the coming weeks. Yeah. Franny, what do you think about Zach Ertz signing a big, long, term deal with the Eagles soon to avoid a protracted contract dispute next year. Uh
1: I'm not hoping for that, Ben. I mean I hope they 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 come to terms with some sort of a deal. Um, you know, Zach Ertz means so much so much to the team. I mean he has great hands. He's not the greatest blocker, but uh when he needs to come up big, he does. You know, we saw it in the Super Bowl. Um, you know, we see it, you know, we we've seen it for, you know, quite a few seasons now. You know, when when you need a you need a a first down. A first down. Um, well, even then, you're just, just thinking about it. There's been a few first downs where he wasn't strong enough to battle for that first down. Um, uh, the, yeah, yeah. The yards after catch. catch. Uh, but I mean, well, well Zach
0: Ertz has a new statistic. It's called uh, yak, y- <laughs> it's yard. After catch, yeah, not yards after I, catch. I, I want to say he's, one
1: yard he's, he's, after the catch. He's the. I want to say it's, he's the greatest it's hard tight to pronounce, end for so that says, sort of thing. Yeah. But as far as being um, a wide receiver slash tight end, he is one of the better wide receiver slash tight ends in the league. If oh, he catches sure. the ball sure. beyond the marker, he's good. He's got great hands. But when he needs to battle for those for for those extra yards, he's not exactly the best. But <laughs> But, um, you know, I, I, I still do hope that they do, you know, come up with, uh, you know, a, a, a new contract. For him. I would like to see him with the Eagles for at least the next three, four years. You know, I want to see him an Eagle for, you know, his entire career.
0: I mean, I mean, do you think it's the right time? I mean, it's going to get more and more expensive. Probably. Well, I mean, I depends, mean, they locked up the two best tight ends in the league, but yeah. someone else is going to come along and do the same thing.
1: That is true. That is true. I mean, we'll we'll see how he performs. I mean, you know, obviously, um, you know, Kelsey signed for a little bit less than um, what uh, what Kittle, Kittle did for you know in 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 San Francisco. So I mean, it 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 depends on age. I mean, you know, um, Ernst is how old is he now? He's about thirty. I don't even think he's that old. He's somewhere around there. He's he's around there. Um, but around there. I, you know, I hope I hope they do. You know, sign a contract to come up with a solution. Uh to keep him with the team. I would I would hate to see Zach Ertz leave the Eagles and go elsewhere uh, twenty nine. He's twenty nine. Yeah, so I mean he's 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 up there. I mean in terms of football age. Um but I, I would I would definitely hate to see him leave the Eagles for sure.
0: All right. You think it's time though? Yeah, I mean would you would you advocate for signing him to say a five year you know I would say four years. Seventy five million dollar deal. I
1: would say four years. Some so, four years maybe Jeez, not. Eagles fans, they don't mess around. <laughs>
0: They're like, yeah, we got Patrick Mahomes, but how about, yeah, a, I mean, how about a three-year I mean, you deal, got, you from, got, you know, four-year deal, I mean, you Patrick? Got,
1: you got Dallas Goddard also waiting in the wings. I mean, you know, he's he's gonna be waiting for a new oh, contract for pretty God's soon. God's uh, We saying, just had the tight end rankings, yeah, I, and you were know, insulting I Dallas know, Goddard. Know, I'm not, but Dallas Goddard is also younger. I'm not. I'm not. I you know, like I don't. I I, I man, look,
0: Dallas Goddard number six. <laughs>
1: Good God, that's crazy. He should be like number 25 but you know
0: what if Zach Ertz decides to retire I like this Dallas gutter this Dallas gutter guy.
1: No, you know the Eagles have very I mean two very good options at the tight end position it's really difficult to say how you know what to expect from these guys. I I I want I want to play well obviously. I don't know what to expect from this season. We'll see how how things play out but I would definitely love to love for him to sign a long-term contract. Five, six years, that's that's long-term. You know, maybe something four years. All right. Four years, I can see him still performing well when he's, you know, 32, 33 years old.
0: Yeah, this is a true Eagles fan on display. I, I, you get a good player, and even that good player, you don't want to lock him up, because you never know. It, <laughs> you know, you just never know what might happen down the pike. You know, I don't want to get a gauge, because I might meet, a, you know, a different woman the next day. Yeah. All yeah. right. Ronnie, you want to I, move on? Let's move on. Let's right. move on. I, I, I'm not sure. My opinion is, Locks Eckert's up to uh, a five-year deal a five,
1: yeah. right now. Yeah, yeah. He's not, he's not he's not the greatest blocker though. He has great hands. He doesn't have the great yak that other tight ends no, have. Yak yard yak, after catch. Yak. Yeah. Yak. It's,
0: just a, it's just a yard after catch. Yeah. It's you know that's the uh, most yard, you can hope yard for. Yard
1: But yeah. Although there's been a couple of plays where I've been very disappointed that he didn't pick up those yards after catch. All right, Friday. What's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben. Is our feel good story? Should we do the feel good story this week? Yeah, we'll do it. We'll be
0: right back with our All feel right. good story of the week.
1: All right. And we are back with our feel good story of the week. All right.
0: All right, folks, our feel-good story of the week as Friday puts his jacket on as if he lives in the place where this story is coming from, Boise, Idaho. Sam McCaskill this weekend in Boise, Idaho. Beautiful Boise one local athlete is attempting to accomplish an astonishing feat running 48 miles in 48 hours he's doing it to support youth mental health services at the children's home society a nonprofit that offers these services to idaho families for low to no cost on basis of need sam mccaskill's is a bronco broncos football alum the boise state broncos who went on to play for the Minnesota Vikings in the NFL. He's now a board member of the Children's Home Society, and he said he's passionate about their mission. Plus, he says it might provide Boiseans. Boysian. Boiseans? I guess they're well, called Boiseans.
2: Yeah.
0: Uh, some Boiseans, someone or something to cheer for during a dark time. He said, with COVID-19 kind of shutting down everybody's sports viewings and participation in sports, I just thought it was a great opportunity to bring in the competition aspect of people of people kind of challenging me to complete this running feat, which will end up benefiting the Children's Home Society, he said. Uh, he'll start at 6 p.m. on Friday at the Children's Home Society on Warm Springs Avenue and plans to run four miles every four hours with just some brief naps in between. 100% of the proceeds will go to Children's Home Children Homes family-focused services. The executive director of the nonprofit tells Idaho New 6 that the group faces a greater need than ever for support amid the pandemic. You can make a donation per mile that McCaskill runs or a one-time flat donation anytime at childrenshomesociety.com forward slash fund hyphen a hyphen run. Uh, so forty-eight miles Damn. in forty-eight hours, uh, to raise money, uh, for youth mental health services in Boise, front. Wow, man! What X say man. you? That's is, that, a, That's is, that, is that hard to do? I mean, I mean,
1: a marathon is what twenty-six point two, twenty-six point four, something like that. And it what it's about, it takes about two and a half, three hours or so. To, well, not for me. Uh, but yeah, well, yes. I, I think it takes you about thirty <laughs> <laughs> <hours>. days. <laughs> Um yeah but that 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 is I mean that's a good cause it's definitely a good cause I mean um, you know, for him, I mean, for, uh, let's see, a mile, I mean, I'm around a mile in seven minutes or so if I do the calculations right. Um, but no, but that, 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 that is uh definitely great, Ben. I mean, you, you, you find these, uh, I seriously was looking at Instagram this entire time, I, <laughs> no, I'm trying to come up with something good to say, but uh, yeah, I'm, I'm just posting He's like, something I don't on Instagram. care about yeah, your no, feel good yeah, well, stories, no, I do, do. not involve I, me, I, I, no, not, no, not at all. Uh, but I, 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 has <laughs> Donated,
0: you know, ten thousand dollars to our local food bank if he can run forty
1: eight miles in forty eight days. Yeah, forty eight hours and forty eight miles in forty eight hours. That's well. Actually, if you think about it, if you run a mile an hour, that's 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 doable. It's doable, right? It's, it's doable. Yeah, but it's I doable. mean, most people um, yeah, run a marathon probably, in a yeah. day. They don't do yeah. anything else for the next yeah. week. Yeah. All right. All right. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm sorry. Fronty's you know, not
0: impressed. All I know. Right? I just, I just, I was He's like, that's something. why you only played one year with the Vikings because you're,
1: you're setting your bar too low. No, I was posting something on Instagram. That's all. I was posting our shot on Instagram. That's, you know, while you were talking, Ben, I was, I was posting our shot. All right. Fair enough. Fronty
0: was next up on a big board. What do you think, Ben? I, well, I think Sam McCaskill is an awesome dude. Uh huh. Uh, especially given what's going on in the pandemic with, uh, mental health and anxiety and stress and depression and everything else that a lot of us are suffering from during this pandemic, whether we thought we were healthy beforehand or not, all of us are suffering from some kind of a, you know, anxiety uh, or depression from what's just, what's happening and the inability to do the things and see the people that we would normally see. And our lives have been completely up, up, you know, upended. So, you know, to, to, to give some help to, to, kids who are probably the most affected by this and the least noticed of their effect on this, uh,
1: I think it's a really good cause. Alright, Friday, what's next up on the big board? Uh, next up on the big board, Ben, is our shot of... Ooh, can't wait. Tell uh, me about I it. I mean, it's a great-looking shot, and I am, like, while you were doing the feel-good story, I was trying to come up with a name for this shot. Um, you know, Sonya is usually the one that comes up with the name. She's really good at coming up with the names for these shots. Uh, and and I was really trying to think of one and I just couldn't think of, it. but it is Grenadine, Sambuca and whiskey. And it's a layered shot. You know, it's stacked one on top of the other. So it's red, clear and brown, but I really couldn't come up with a name. And I, that's what I was trying to come up with while you were doing that, Ben, I was, I was, I was trying Greece to come up with Grease meets West. What? Grease meets West? Grease meets West. Uh, well, East east, West? Well, uh, Sambuca is Italian. Uh, is it, I thought it was Greek. That's uh, Uzo, uh, which, which has that black liquor. Oh, okay. Sort of, now but Sambuca wrong. has also that same sort of flavor. Um, so I'm, I was just trying to come up with a name, and uh, we don't have a name just yet, but we will have a name very soon, very shortly for Instagram and for Twitter as well. I, I just haven't come up with one just yet. Um, but, you know, basically, I was inspired by this shot um, by looking at... Um, uh, tipsy bartender which I usually do they have some excellent shots excellent cocktails on that uh, website and uh, it, I mean it looks like one that is pretty interesting Ben I mean you know I mean uh, obviously I know you're a big fan of um tahin and yes. cholula you know yes. just the spicy sort of shots you're not a huge fan of rum and this does have rum as um as one of the ingredients, so it's grenadine. It, well, actually, no. Wait, wait. I, I was, grenadine I and was, I was, sambuca I, and whiskey and whiskey. Sorry, I was I was looking because I was looking at one earlier in the day with rum, and I was really wondering whether or not we should do that one. Not, we shouldn't do that one. Um, <clears throat> but I'm not. I'm. I'm. I am not i am i do not know what we should call it though. Uh, so we have grenadine. Yeah, Sam. You've never heard this
0: before, fans of the show, coming up with the name of the shot on the show. Yeah. So it's sambuca
1: grenadine, and whiskey. So we have the South, we have The Italy. reason I was thinking rum, because there was actually a rum shop that had a very similar sort of look. I just know how you feel about rum, and you hate rum. Uh, so I sort of switched it up. But I'm not sure what we should call it. But anyways, whatever we'll, we'll call it something eventually at the end of the night. But it should be sweet. It should be a little black licoricey. And it should have some sour or some some whiskey sort of. Yeah, can I admit that I'm afraid of the shot? I am I am a little afraid of the shot as well. I mean, <laughs> it, it just folks out there, if you're looking at the, I mean, shot, it's, it's a the beautiful, whiskey sits right on top. It's, it's a beautiful looking shot. The licorice
0: flavored sambuca is right in the middle. And the sweet grenadine, thank you, thank you, is finishing up the shot. So you may get a little bit of a taste of the bourbon and yeah, whiskey at the top. The licorice next, and then the grenadine. So hopefully it won't.
1: F- it'll finish better than it starts. I just really hate sambuca. I don't. I don't like sambuca, but we have a bottle of it, so I figured we should use it. I, mean, I don't know if it's better, any better than rum, Ben. No, it's for you know, you. it's
0: better than rum for sure, for sure. I don't know. I don't, I
1: don't know. I don't know. But, All right, so we're gonna take a little uh, yeah. Not, yeah. Of this uh, cheers to you, Ben. Cheers to you. Um, Italy meets West. That's no, that's not a good that's one. No, that's, that's not a good one. All right, but let's do it. Cheers, Ben. Let's take a shot of this. Let's see how it tastes. Let's sample it and review it.
2: Ah, thank you,
0: Sambuca. Oh, my God. The Sambuca made it palatable. You know what? Because all I taste is the Sambuca and the sweetness of the grenadine.
1: That is also... It, it was rough. What I taste. You know, it's it's not... The best shot that we've had. Chill it. Next time we got to chill the that last, one. The last few weeks, but actually, like you said, the Grenadine really does bring out a little bit of sweetness in that black licorice flavor, especially at the end. Um, I mean, it's it's, it's not, it's not terrible. It's not as bad as I thought it would be. I was I was I was like you, Ben. I was a little afraid to take the shot, especially after all the shots that we've had tonight. Um, but it's not bad. I, you know, I, I, I do a little. I do enjoy that little bit of sweetness that comes in with the grenadine, with that black licorice. It actually makes it palatable, but not one of my favorites. Would you say this? Uh, I would say, or would, say than, or would you say, or would you say,
2: protect yourself at all time
1: and yeah, don't take I, it. I, I, well, I mean, you know, it's 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 not bad. It's not bad. I mean, what where, where would you? I mean, know? I'm still tasting it right now. So I, I can still taste the black licorice, but I mean, I used to drink sambuca that, as a kid. So I mean,
0: the by sambuca itself, doesn't. Oh yeah, by itself. Oh yeah, shots. Light them up. Uh-huh. They have a sambuca you can buy that's like about 120 plus proof. So you light mm-hmm. it, you drink it. It's not bad. It's it's like a good and plenty. Well, only they, better. Have,
1: they have they have you know the sambucas that are you know uh, higher in alcohol content. This one is about you know 40 percent, I believe. So it's not as spirity as maybe those are. Um, but you know, I I, w- I would say that's if we were to rate it on our Thurston goal shots from rating,
0: zero to ten, I would say
1: about a five. It's average. Yeah, I mean, I don't taste the bourbon or the whiskey at all. What whiskey did you? The whiskey you- I didn't. I, I it was the um the eleven year old. Man, that's a good question, Ben. Oh, it was the yeah? Uh, I, I just I just grabbed the whiskey uh, from. All the whiskeys that we have.
0: It was like the number eleven. It was like eleven years aged. I think. Yeah. It was was, was not a
1: bad whiskey. I mean, it was it was one that we did enjoy on the show. It is the stolen whiskey aged eleven years. And I didn't taste it at all. I didn't taste it at all. I I tasted most of the uh, the black licorice uh, with a little bit of um, you know uh, sweetness at the end with the the grenadine. I'm gonna give it an eight.
0: An eight. And I'm gonna give it an eight because it can't. Only be based on flavors that yeah. you, I, you enjoy know,
1: and love you know and are what? sweet. I, I was, talking, this about, is a I was that, talking about rum earlier. <laughs> um, I think it would have probably tasted better with the rum than with the sambuca. Oh, yeah, I disagree. Yeah, no, yeah, I, I, I agree with myself. I
0: like the sambuca because it had a thickness and a complexity of flavor. There's a little tiny bit of the whiskey. The sambuca and the grenadine finishes up nice and sweet, but not all shots are supposed to be enjoyable and wonderful on the palate. Some are supposed to be painful, and you know, head shaking on the finish. And I think this is one of those. So I, I would rate it a little bit higher. I'd probably give it about an eight because because it it's a head shaker on the finish. Yeah, and and we'll come up with a name and post name for it, and we'll yeah, exactly. we'll post it on Instagram and yeah, on yeah. I came up
1: with a few. It was anything good? of them no nah, 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 nah. it was it was uh liquor whiskey okay liquor her whiskey yeah i mean if if it was um uh you know something else sitting on top where you can say liquor or something and and you know kind of make it sort of you know funny uh but you know liquor whiskey is not it's it's not very I don't know, it's not as clever as as, right. as what she usually comes up with. Um, But, you know... Yeah, last week was amazing. Yeah, yeah. So we'll, we'll definitely come up with something for this one. We'll see what it is. All right, Franny. What's next up on the big board? Uh, Next up on the big board, Ben, is our beverage of the night, which is another offering from Balconis. It is their Brimstone. Oh,
0: the Brimstone. All right, folks, hold tight. We'll be right back, and we'll taste the Balconis. Brimstone, which is supposed to be their smokiest offering
2: yet.
1: All right. And we are back and we finally come up with a name, Ben. Yes. For that. Not shot. our finest offer. <laughs> Not our finest. Uh, we we've dubbed our shot of the night the Wisbuka. A little disappointing. Yeah. But you know, we don't have Signus help. She's usually very clever with the name of these shots. But you know what? Let's stick with it, Ben. The Wisbuka. We got the whiskey. We got the sambuka. And a little bit of grenadine at the bottom of it to add a little bit of sweetness to it. So the wizbuka and next up. Oh! We have our beverage of the night. We have our balconis, Ben. Yeah. We've enjoyed so many offerings from this distillery, and tonight we have the Brimstone.
0: Yeah, I mean, and just for the record, folks, we have tasted their bourbon, their baby blue, their... I'd have to go back. I think I mean, we have we, their we, rye as well. Yeah, we have their rye we trace also. We their corn whiskey. Mm-hmm. And multiple corn, multiple corn whiskey. A couple of
1: corn whiskeys.
0: And everything we've had has been really, really good. I mean, have you been disappointed in any of the offerings? No, not at all. From Balcones? Not at all. I mean, this is a great, great distillery. They've got, you know, a wide array of offerings. And, you know, just to name a few, they've got they're baby blue, they've got the lineage Texas whiskey, the Texas single malt whiskey, they've got the Texas pot still bourbon, which we have had, mm-hmm. and they have the Texas rye, which we have had, the true blue. The
1: true blue. Yeah. Which is a
0: 100 proof. Yeah. So uh, corn whiskey, bourbon, we tried that. The
1: rye, the true blue, now the brimstone. There's so, so many. They have... They have, they have Wow, quite a few offerings, yeah, the baby blue, which
0: we tried, I think the that was that might have been the last one that we tried, which was the I think we tried
1: the true blue. We tried the blue um and then the true blue, the baby blue, and then the true blue,
0: yeah, but we've I mean, this is a great, great distillery, okay. this is brimstone, a smoked whiskey. Uh, this is a one of a kind whiskey smoked with sun-baked Texas scrub oak, using their own secret process. The result is a whiskey full of fresh, youthful corn and light fruit noses married with a bold smokiness. Whether you like smoky whiskeys or just have a penchant for big new flavors, Brimstone is sure to be a memorable pour. Aromas of masa, Texas campfire, and powdered sugar backed by stone fruit, peppery spice and mint bold yet balanced. Brimstone is yet another original from Balcones. So on the nose, you get confectioner's sugar, cold smoked butter, corn husk, barbecue pit, stone fruit, chili peppers, and graham crackers. On the taste, you get candied oak smoke, English pipe tobacco, butter, orange marmalade, fruit cocktail, sweet tea, chili peppers. And on the finish, it's long and dry, with herbal mint ends and a mineralness as a smoke returns on the finish. Friday, what do you think about that description?
1: Um, well, let's, you got yours? Okay, perfect. Right. I do. All right, great. Well, well, cheers to Ben. Cheers, cheers. Let's, let's, uh, let's give it a sniff and see which, which aromas come through. Oh, Wow. Because we have tried, um, their baby blue, their true blue, and this is you know sort of their, you know, baby blue, true blue that's been aged, it's been smoked, um, and so on the nose, I mean, you can definitely tell that a corn whiskey, but it's a it's it's you get a little bit of the 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 smokiness, the sweetness to it. I definitely it. get the sweet. What's the price point on this? Um it is about um it's about 50 bucks. Oh, somewhere it's up around there. there. Okay. I mean, you know, a lot of their offerings around there, you know, 30, 40 bucks, 50 bucks. Um but uh you, you 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 can definitely tell that there is some corn in this one.
0: Oh, but I get the sweetness, yeah, the you get smoothness. The... I mean, I get a buttery I mean, is it possible to get butter on a On the nose, I mean, I I feel like I get a little Mm -hmm. bit of a butter.
1: I don't know if you get the English pipe tobacco. No, I don't, but I definitely get the
0: barbecue, the smoked mesquite barbecue, you know, after smell. Like the smell when that that mesquite pit is Mm -hmm. burning down. Mm -hmm. I get that smell on my nose. You
1: definitely do get more smokiness with this than you do with their corn uh, whiskey.
0: I mean, I get the chili. I have a little bit of chili peppers, but I get primarily bit. the primarily the stone fruit, the barbecue, the yeah, butter. There's, there's
1: definitely a sweetness to it, and like you said, the stone fruit, almost like an apricot, like a like a plum to it. I mean, it definitely tastes like a
0: nice sort of distilled, you know, plum, peach, nectarine, somewhere in that area. But I mean, but for. What's it, fifty-three mm-hmm. percent? So it's 106 mm-hmm. proof.
1: You don't really it's, get that on the nose. You're not getting that that spiritiness to it. It's no, not really, I expect it's, it to it's, be it's, like not, just blow my yeah, nose it's, back. It's not really burning your nostrils when you do sniff it. It's almost like a cakiness. Almost like a like a, a uh you know, like a an a, an icing on the cake. It's it's almost like that that type of sweetness that you're getting from it. I mean, it's
0: really pronounced. Yeah. Oh wow! I mean that that it, it just I wouldn't expect this nose, on a whiskey I mean, that's one hundred and six. Like, I mean, I mean, stick proof. your nose in
1: there and give it a good sniff. It does not burn the nostrils, which is pretty interesting for a hundred and six yeah, proof. Yeah, yeah, it's. I mean, it, it's it's a, it's it's a really nice scent. Um, I mean, it's, it's shocking that it's, it doesn't burn not, my. It's not overpowering.
0: Because we tried I mean, the what was that the the one that I liked. A few weeks back. We like all of them. The the one I drank in post-production two weeks ago, it was about 100 proof. It was a bourbon, but it really burned. I mean, it really was about 100 proof. It really burned. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. I mean, this doesn't burn at all. I mean, and the color, folks, the color is. Oh, it's beautiful. It's a
1: beautiful dark brown. I mean, it's a
0: dark chocolate, almost Coca-Cola-like
1: color to it. Was it the sazerac? Oh, the sazerac. Yeah, yeah. I mean, the sazerac, and that burned bad. my nostrils. It, 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 that had some burn to it for sure. Um, but this, I mean, you know, for fifty three percent, that is, that's it's smooth. You'd never know it. I mean, you you definitely would not. You want to taste it? Yeah, let's let's do it. <laughs> might be a good idea, Ben. <laughs> let's taste this. Oh wow. wow. It hit you your tongue. It, down, it hits your
0: tongue no doubt. When it hits down, your tongue, you know. You
1: can tell. Yeah. This thing is 50 percent. It is really strong. It really hits you. But it's got a it's got a creamy
0: thickness to it.
1: But it also has a nice spicy finish. finish. It has that sweetness to it. It's almost like that um oh wow. The True That's Blue. different. It's like the True Blue but with a woody sort of finish, though,
0: with I mean, spice, the
1: smoke is.
0: I mean, it's there. I mean, it's candied, it's pronounced, it's, it stays with you. I mean, the tobacco is probably there, but I, it, it's overpowered by, the smokiness. I think,
1: and the sweetness as well. And I'm not getting. If you let I'm, it linger, I'm not getting, if you let it linger, there's that sweetness to it. I'm not getting was, as much of the. I'm actually hoping for. I mean, I was. I I was a hoping, little tea
0: there. There's a tea.
1: I was hoping for a little bit of um, creaminess. It doesn't seem like it has as much creaminess. No, as it's it's the true no. blue did.
0: No, it's not creamy. But I mean, it 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 stays with you. I mean, you can feel it go from your mouth to your stomach. All Oof, the way down. That
1: spice, though. That spice is nice.
0: I mean, that That's, is. Ooh. That, I mean, it it really hits you. Wow. <laughs> I mean, now I can taste the tobacco. I I think it's overpowering the more the the more fruity taste for me. I mean, yeah. it's really hitting me on the back of the throat.
1: Mm-hmm. No, but that 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 spiciness, that nice finish that is, that it has on the end. It, I mean, it doesn't feel like it's overly spirity. It just it it's it's kind of that nice spice that coats the back of your throat on the finish, kind of sticks with you for a little bit, and disappears. It disappears, and and it keeps coming back for more. But it's a nice dry finish. It is dry. It is definitely dry.
0: I mean, it it doesn't disappear as far as the flavor, but it disappears in your mouth. So your mouth is not feeling, you know, as moist afterwards. I mean, it really sort of empties out and evaporates off your tongue. And that that might be one of the more unique offerings we've had. No, no, from, it, there's definitely... From the Isla Scotches to the Bourbons to the Whiskies to the
1: yeah uh, no, no it Whiskies. Is, it's definitely complex. There's a lot going on there. I mean, when it hits your tongue, there's an explosion of flavor. Um, you get that sweetness, you know, that, that corn whiskey sort of flavor, but then you get a little bit of woodiness, a little bit of that burnt sort of flavor, and then when it hits the back of your throat, you get that spiciness, but I mean, it's it's just odd that you don't get a lot of spiritiness, like that that harsh finish. You're not yeah. getting a lot of the harsh finish. It actually goes down very easily, especially for at something 53%. at fifty three percent, which is very shocking. You would expect a little bit more, uh, but it is very enjoyable. I mean, it's, it's more you know, like that 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 finish is more enjoyable than I thought it would be, especially at fifty three percent, one hundred six on one hundred and six percent, one hundred. And six percent proof. Damn, I've dog. never tasted this
0: anything like
1: this. Yeah, no. Hmm. This I mean, is like
0: this is like the first time I taste an Isla Scotch. <laughs> I mean, it's it's because I've never
1: tasted a, a whiskey like this. It's different. It's definitely it's it's, it's 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 not a rye. It's not a bourbon. It's not a scotch. It's it's a corn whiskey that's been. Aged in barrels, and so you're getting that sweetness and that smokiness and a little bit of spice all at once. Yeah, I just, I mean, I feel like it's got that smokiness,
0: but without the harshness.
1: Yeah, no, I mean, it goes down smooth, but with spice, that spice finish I mean, that is really, really nice. nice. I mean,
0: it's unique. I mean, it's got a thickness to it. Yeah. Not a creaminess, but a thickness. Yeah, I know.
1: It, it, unique, definitely. For sure, this is, uh, it's 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 very unique.
0: All right. Franny, what would you give this on our <sighs> Thirsty Gold rating scale from
1: zero? Being George Mikkelka. <laughs> Even the George Dickle we did George rate Dick. a little bit higher. Uh, I think we went two or two or three. Um but um I, w- I would definitely rate this a you know, I, I would rate it a nine, Ben, because it is very unique from everything else we have sort of sampled so far.
0: Yeah, I'm gonna I give mean, it an eight. There's, there's a lot going on there. I'm gonna give it an eight because it's just not quite up there with like
1: the R bags and yeah, the...
2: but,
1: you know, I, I just, I mean, with everything that we've tasted from Balcones, I mean, everything has been excellent. And, you know, all of them have been rated highly, but this one is definitely, it, it gives it a a, a sort of a that uniqueness smokiness. that the other ones did not have, like the the true blue or the baby blue or even the rye. Or I mean, it's just, it's just, there's something a little different about this one that keeps you coming back for more. And you kind of think about the flavors that are sort of coming through. It's nice. Well, what would be
0: your your environment for this one? Uh, are you hmm. you know during the day after work, you know late at night with a cigar? Uh, you could you could during do the play. afternoon watching a sporting event. Like when would you?
1: You know I, I think just, would you just when would to, you reach for this? Just to unwind after a long day. So you're talking like a difficult day. You get home we're, and this is the
0: first thing that hits you on
1: the counter. Not the first thing you have dinner first and and then you know to relax um you know to sit back under your lazy boy, whatever I don't know Ben you don't have really really have a lazy boy no <laughs> but if you I'm, have a lazy boy this is i mean uh, this is lazy good to sit boy. back, relax, I mean it's fifty percent, you don't need too much of it to sit back <laughs> and relax um. It's good though. I mean, it, 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 you know, if 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 you want to sip it with a cigar, if you want to sit outside, kind of like me and you are Ben right now, it's perfect. I mean, it's chilled. Uh, it's about seventy degrees right now. Um, but this is this is almost like the the. That was loud. That yeah. was really loud. This is our new whiskey music.
0: I forgot it, to play it when we tasted it.
1: But if you just want to sit back and relax and unwind, this, this is pretty good offering from from Balcones.
0: I mean, would you take this on a, you know, on a boat
1: ride through, you know, let's say just um, if you're a camper, if you go out into the wilderness and you enjoy the world around you, you take a sip of this with, by yourself or, you know, with your significant other. Yeah, this 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 is this is that's where you sip this thing. Enjoy the 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 outdoors. I mean, it's it's crazy. I, I, well, I think the the music also has something to do with what I just said.
0: <laughs> I, I just don't understand how they can get that much flavor smokiness into something that doesn't hurt my throat. It doesn't burn my nostrils. It doesn't hurt my throat. And it just it just seems really really smooth, but also. Uh, just very complex.
1: Yeah, yeah, yeah. I mean, it's like sitting in front of the fire. They have burning right now, Ben. You know, me and you, or just whatever buddies you have, just sitting around the fire. Put some of this in the glass, drink it down. Cigar, perfect, perfect All environment. Right, right sorry, there.
0: I blasted out that music, but I had forgotten <laughs> that I had. A new music score we for had, our to, to, uh, for our Texas out there for our Texas bourbon or for our just Texas whiskey taste just to
1: prove that I had it. Franny's gonna punch me in the face when we get done with this segment. Uh, uh No, no, not at all, Ben. Uh, actually, uh, that was perfect music for uh, for that segment with the brimstone. It has a little bit of that that smoked
0: oak. All perfect. Right. Franny's at a nine. I am at an eight.
1: Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, Ben, we have our beer of the night. As if we haven't drank enough, we're going to drink a little bit more and we're going to try some beer, some brand new beer from BJ's. All right. We can't wait. Hold tight, everybody. All right, and we are back with our beer of the night, and we have BJ's Zany Zitrus Hazy IPA, Ben, and I'm sure you have some more information for us. I do. As Friday said, this is BJ's Zany Zitrus Hazy IPA
0: comes in a six pack full bodied mouthfeel. Mild malt sweetness up front blends with big citrus and tropical fruit hop flavors across the palate, balanced by a refreshing and smooth hop bitterness in the finish. Available in six pack, 12 ounce cans. A recycling deposit has been added where applicable. Uh, it's 2,000 calories a day, is used <laughs> for <from> general <laughs> nutritional advice. But just in case, needs you're wondering. Vary. that's funny that they put that in there. Uh, but it's about eleven and eleven dollars and twenty five cents for a six pack. Does that seem accurate to you, Frank?
1: It was actually a little bit less. It was it was about ten something. At uh, Total Wine, Total Wine has the best prices.
0: It's funny they put the calorie information. Yeah, out. I know, but it's from uh, BJ's. It's funny that you read the and tap- Yeah, it's funny. I read it. So fair enough. Two thousand right. calories I have read that. a day
1: is used for general nutrition <laughs> advice, but calorie needs vary. So if you need no more calories, drink more beer. <laughs> It's from BJ's Brewery and Tap House, which is
0: down in Fort Worth, Texas, I believe. But of is right. I should not have read that. And that was uh, well, quite like, like, ridiculous. Like I mentioned,
1: before we came back from the break, we've had a little bit of the bird dog. We, we were pre-gaming before the podcast. We had some of the Balcones Brimstone. Our shot of the night. So you know what? We can't blame Ben for reading that. Yeah, there were a few punishment shots along the way. Yeah. Well, you punished me, Ben. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs>
0: And well, uh, well you, you punish yourself well. by saying well, that you. Exactly. you take a shot for saying positive exactly. things. That is true. But we have a lot of BJs around here, and the menu for the food <laughs> is not particularly great. got oh, yeah,
1: lots of BJs around uh, here. <laughs> exactly. It's a restaurant, by the and way. And
0: it's a great place to go watch a game. They have lots of televisions.
1: Not the best name for a restaurant. Yeah. yeah. It's a <laughs> little weird. Name. Not the best name. And
0: given my personal experience here at you know Los Angeles, <laughs> I don't know if you're if you're a single woman, I don't know if that would be your bar of choice to go to uh hey, because ladies. there's a lot of let's go to the BJ dudes tonight. hanging out in there late at night. But i been I've been to BJ's for a while. But uh Sonny and I go, you know, once in a while and there's always like some some weird dudes hanging out at either end of the bar that start making small talk with you. <laughs> but they do make uh a, a really mean beer yeah, most actually, of the time.
1: They do. That is true. Have, that that I mean their their uh, restaurant and brewery they have their own offerings, and this happens to be one of them. And um, it's part of your 2,000-calorie diet. Yeah, <laughs> so, <laughs> so, Ben, I mean... I, I, I assume there was more information I, on the beer, but there wasn't. Yeah, I have your glass right there. And uh, first thing that strikes me, though, is the beautiful color. It is a hazy... It's a nice, hazy, unfiltered color. Exactly. And it almost looks like an, an unfiltered orange juice. It's and almost I, like, and that I know color. if it
0: was unfiltered, if they it gave me more information other yeah. than the calorie information.
1: Well, it is California, yeah. <laughs> so they want to give you the calorie count. But you can't see through it. And if you're a vegan, it's it's a vegan option. You is know, it? Uh, uh, probably, probably. I'm guessing. It's from probably. California. This is this is lactose. It's fine. <laughs> yeah, but the only reason I actually uh, grabbed this off the shelf is because of the can. Uh, you know, it has this, uh, I mean, look at, look at that can right there. The I can mean, is it has, pretty it cool. has, I'm not, how would you describe that? It's almost like a, a sailor. Uh, it's like a twisted sea
0: captain yeah. who had sex with Waldo's mother. Yeah. And then that is actually, put on, that's, that's a perfect put description. On overalls and
1: tried to hide in the sea with a bird on his shoulder. Yeah. And, 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 um, he looks like he 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 he's he's definitely guilty of something, that is for sure. With ex- that expression on his face, um, <clears throat> but Ben, I mean the the color is beautiful. It is hazy. It is very similar to that beer that we tried a few weeks ago from uh from Monterey. Um, I mean, it smells delicious. I mean, it smells it has got a it has a ton oh, of a it nice has a citrus ton of hoppy hoppiness. smell. But it's also refreshing at the same time. Anything else? You, I mean, anything? Wow. I mean, it's 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 hoppy, refreshing, citrusy. I mean, it it has a beautiful scent to it, it. Smells fresh. But then at the same time, we had that same experience a few weeks back oh, that make with that one. That was yeah, like the beautiful and then it was ugh. And I, I'm hoping this is not when the you same tasted it, it tasted experience. Like with this one as it was with that one. So let's give it a shot, Ben. I don't think it's going to be
0: the same. I think this might be a little bit better from a a national brand. Exactly.
1: Ooh. Not bad, but underwhelming. I actually expected, I know you're going to laugh at me, a little bit more Crispness. (laughs) Crispness. Oh. <laughs> and I know I know I always harp on that. The, 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 to the starboard bow, there's carbonation also, over there. But the carbonation, there's also it's lacking in carbonation just a <laughs> little bit. The flavor <laughs> is there. I love the hoppiness. And it has a thickness to it, almost a creaminess to it that I do enjoy but I wish it had a little bit more citrus on the end and a little bit more crispness on the you end. You don't say. It, oh, it's, it's almost flat and a little bit too dry for me. It's a little dry. I mean, it could use a
0: little bit more carbonation. But it's dry. Yeah. It you would... see that, that? It's a good thing Franny wasn't an explorer back in the 1400s. Was, aye. aye. I this <laughs> is a mutiny. <laughs> Why? Because you can't have any food. No, no, I need carbonation. I need carbonation. Where are you going with this? <laughs> You're just such in search of the carbonation in every single. Yeah, but, I mean, mirror. this
1: one it is a little flat. I mean, it's 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 a little flat in terms of carbonation. It's a little bit flat in terms of finish.
0: I mean, the carbonation is there. It's it's
1: just a little bit thick. It's it's thick, but. With the citrusy notes that you have coming through at the beginning, at the finish you don't get the citrus. It's 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 citrus and then almost sour. It's just it's just it's too thick. I don't know if I want to say creamy, but it's like a creamy dryness. I don't know. It's it's hard to describe. No, it's
0: it's good and dry on the finish.
1: It is is it is maybe too dry on the finish. I wish it was a little more wet on the palate on the finish. Um the initial taste is good. It's actually very good, but the, the the finish is just disappointing a little bit.
0: But no saffron. The world is flat. You can't go that way. You can't go that way. But no, I I will sail off the end of the planet
1: if I have to to
0: find carbonation.
1: Not sure what <laughs> accent that is, but
0: <laughs> but that would be you back in the day. You know like in the 1300s you just go Right to the horizon. You don't care if you fall off the horizon, as long as there's carbonation somewhere between you and the horizon. Yeah, be- I mean
1: that's true. I mean, I, it seems like I was I always harp on that. Um, but I mean, the beer is it's it's it starts off good, and the finish is a little disappointing. All right, let me take one yeah, take, take, more. Take, take, take another sip. But I love the color. I
0: thought it would be a uh, little bit... I th- actually, actually, I thought it would be a little bit more
1: it has, uh, has, citrus. Has a nice... It citrus has, infused. Yeah, it, exactly. It has a nice head. has a nice bit of head to it. Which means it does have carbonation. But it... I mean, it, it does, but it does not. It's, it's weird because I expected a lot of carbonation, but once it goes down, you're not getting that little bubbliness on the back of your throat. It's almost like a, it's it's like just flat and subdued. It's just not there.
0: Yeah, but I mean, and and I wonder why he had to go off the end of the earth and to the far reaches of the planet for carbonation when he could have just went to the 605 freeway to the Miller plant and he would have gotten plenty of carbonation right there.
1: Or the Anheuser-Busch plant. There's
0: plenty of carbonation just right
1: there. Off the 405. Is it the right. 405 or is, is it, it the 605? No, no, not in the valley. The 605? Are you talking about Long Beach? Are we in Long Beach right now? No, 605 is this a Miller plant like off the 605.
0: Mate, there might I be think. another
1: one. I don't know. I could be wrong. But what do you give it, Franny? You know, I was, you know, just the color, the hue, the haziness, the carbonation that I thought I would get from it. I was very excited to try this beer. And obviously the graphics on the bottle, also perfect. Um, But I'm disappointed by the flavor. though. I I, I would say this is about a six. It's a six. It it was kind of disappointing. The finish is disappointing on this beer. The intake, the first initial taste of it, when it hits your tongue, you're expecting something more from it. And then it just finishes disappointingly. Yeah, I'm going to give it an eight.
0: Why? Because it's robust. It's robust. It has a beautiful color. It's fresh. It is fresh. Tasting. And it has a beautiful citrus note and a dry
1: finish. See, I'm not getting the citrus. I'm not getting enough citrus from it.
0: I get it like on the, you know, the, you know, about two seconds after it hits <laughs> your palate, I get the the citrus. It's got a nice dry finish. It, mm-hmm. It's too thick to have. It is thick. To have the kind of carbonation. I like thick. That Sorfrane is looking for.
1: Right <laughs>
0: Essie as he travels uh, throughout the world on a ship. Uh, but, yeah, I, I think it's good. Yeah. I mean, I wouldn't give it a 9 or a
1: 10, but I think it's up there. Yeah. I mean, it's good. It's above average, but it's not, you know, spectacular.
0: You like those pilsners and the lagers that have that crisp no, carbonation? I li- no,
1: no, no. I like, I like IPAs as well, but I want an IPA... That does have a crisp finish. I'm not a huge fan of dry beers. Um, and I like that citrus I like the citrusy notes. I, I, I like the grapefruit notes. I like, uh, you know, some you know, the those piney sort of notes that sort of come through at the end on certain IPAs, and this one is lacking yeah in, the, in those areas i mean you know like you said i love the color i love um you know when you pour it the amount of head is nice and i, I was expecting a lot more carbonation but it, it just it just it it finishes dry and that that citrusy note that you get at the beginning just it doesn't follow through uh. and it just disappears too quickly and you know after you know sipping on it it's 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 it's, you know, a little bit of sourness, but it's just a little bit of dankness. You get that. Bro. That, that, bro. Yeah, bro. <laughs> you just get that dankness and it's just sitting there on your palate and just, above average, but not great. All right. So Friday gives it a. Wait, you give it a six. Mm-hmm. Just above average. And you gave it an eight. So, what's your perfect beer then, Friday? Um, IPA
0: with carbonation, with citrus, with well, hopefully, hopefully wetness we'll, on
1: the finish. Hopefully, we'll create our ideal beer, Ben. I mean, tonight we uh, we did take some pictures of our beer with the label on it. We did finally get our labels. Yeah, on Yeah, it. baby! It's our American Cream Ale. I'm excited to try that next week. Um, but my ideal beer, you know, I love hoppiness. But I love the crispness as well. And I love that citrusy note that you get on the end of it. But also that little bit of pineness to finish it off. Not too much dankness. Slight dankness, but not too much. Yeah, so I was wondering, can we wait
0: until we go through five, four, three, two, one? Yeah. To get to our own mixture. Or should we try our own mixture?
1: Well, we'll give it a shot we'll see what happens sooner rather than later. Yeah, but I'm I'm very excited uh for next week. Um we'll try our uh fifth round American uh cream ale. And uh you know, I'm 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 not expecting too much hoppiness, but at least if we can expect some Uh, Crispness on the finish. Um, You know, we have a very warm environment here in Southern California, so it's, you know, difficult to brew, you know, a Pilsner um, unless, you know, you want to refrigerate it. Me and Ben, we don't have a refrigerator just yet, but with this beer, we want to at least mimic that sort of flavor that you would get with a Pilsner, but with an American cream ale. So I'm excited to see how it comes out. Maybe we can do the same thing later on once we finally brew our own beer in a warm environment without a fridge
0: yeah i mean this is i mean it's pretty good yeah that's no, good it's the, good but it's above average above yeah. average
1: but we've we've had better
0: oh i've had definitely had better but but well, you give it an eight that's well, that's, that's it's, really it's, good because it's got the color it's got the thickness it's mm-hmm. got the the haziness, the, the I love, flavor. I love, I love
1: the mouthfeel. The mouthfeel is nice and creamy. That's what she said. No, but I love the mouthfeel. It is, it is, it is, it is creamy, citrusy, but it's just disappointing once it goes down. It sort of all disappears. It's yeah, gone. I'd like
0: a little bit of pine.
1: Yeah, just doesn't stick on the palate. But I'll give it an eight. All right, Franny, what's next up on the big board? Next up on the big board, let's finish this up and we got our housekeeping. We're at 250, two fifty-two right now housekeeping to finish up the show all right everybody thank you all so much
0: for listening to our show tonight we are a show about football fun friends and whiskey and beer reviews since 2018 we have been doing this please head to our website at thirstygold.westbrow.com From there, you can subscribe and listen to all of our past episodes. You can check out our show notes and get links to all of the stories that we cover and all of the booze, the browns, the whiskeys, the bourbons, the ryes that we review. You can get links to all the podcatchers in the universe and download and listen to the show. Fronte, how many stars should they give us on our reviews? I'd say five stars, Ben. Five stars please leave us a five-star review. You can email us at podcastthirstygoal at gmail.com. You can call us at the phone number that's listed in the show notes. You can follow us on Friday's amazing Instagram account at ThirstAnd and on my mediocre Twitter account at GoalThirst. And you can check out the photos of all of the, the beers that we drink, all the browns that we drink, all of the shots that Franny concocts week in and week out on the Instagram and on the Twitter. So thank you all so much, Franny. Anything else to add before we bid our fans adieu?
1: No, thank you so very much, everybody, for listening. Tonight we probably pre-gamed a little too soon. Yeah, but nothing (laughs) nothing wrong with that. And you punished me with those shots, Ben. Uh, You made the rules. I did. I did. All right, folks, we'll see you next week.